You just want to be wanted. I, I love my husband. <laughs> you do want you. Okay, there, I know this is weird, but it there really is no better feeling than knowing you got checked out, knowing that yes. you're married, even or like a mom or anything. You're just like, I still got it. Hi guys, and welcome back to Her Thing Podcast with me, Becca Pearson. Today's guest is someone who I fell in love with on social media because of her hilarious hedgehog videos and dog videos. Those videos, along with being completely open, honest, and 100% real on Instagram, allowed her to grow a following organically before growing a following even mattered to people. She's a wedding photographer, and some of her work has been notably featured on the Today Show on their website, right? Yeah. 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 And soon to come, a feature film. When she's not working, you can find her planning incredibly creative birthday parties and Halloween costumes for her son, Beau, getting ready for her next hilarious Christmas card photo, or loving on her husband, Drew, who she refers to as Drew Drew Hot Pants, or Mm. DDHP for short. (laughs) She's truly one of the funniest humans I know, and I'm thrilled that she's here. Welcome, Shaylin Nelson. Yay! Oh, I went too high there, but hey, guys. Oh, I'm so happy that you're here. Or Well, technically, I'm here with you. You're here with me, but I'm so glad you're here, too. Uh, This is going to be so fun. Okay, so I wanted to, before we get started with some icebreakers, just touch on the creativity of your birthday parties, Halloween costumes, and especially the Christmas cards. Like, how do you do that? I don't know. I'm a hot mess. So basically, I've always been that girl who um, had a school project like growing up and I would always go over the top. Uh I think I get that from my mom. I don't know. And I lived in a small town my whole life and we basically had a blinking light. So I was forced to get creative because there was nothing to do in our town. Yeah. So I think my creative side comes from that. Like I would do secret garden, creative gardens in my backyard with beans. And my imagination just was, was like wild. So I think that's where it comes from. But um, I don't know. Actually, I put too much pressure on myself, I think, too. And I always try to do better than I did the last time. Yeah. And so if I don't do a Christmas card one year, it's because I, I just could not think of anything to do. And well, I was scared, I guess. To... You could probably take photos from this year's Christmas card and do <laughs> it could. for years to come. I probably could. I really probably could. Oh, my gosh. Those are my favorite. We actually filmed, or not filmed, but we framed those for Christmas presents. Oh and gosh. they're all over our, like, our family's mantles at home. It's I was awesome. dying. And I showed my husband, and he was like, what the heck? And I was like, listen, this is, like, the best thing I've ever seen. It's Larry and Sherry. Oh, my God. <laughs> those are our new alter egos. And sometimes with Drew, like, I'll come in the other room and be like hey Larry it's Sherry you want to go hang out in the bedroom <laughs> he's like oh my god get out of here it's oh like, my yeah. gosh I love it oh it, it was seriously the best I think I was crying laughing so um and then one of my favorite birthday or Halloween costumes that you did for Bo was whenever he was Will Ferrell from Oh my gosh, that was the best. Was it from old school? Yeah, it was from old school. It was the easiest costume too to do. I wish I could do it every year. It was it was so good. Like I I don't even I just don't get it. Your brain (laughs) is something I wish I just had a tiny piece of it. I know, I don't get it either. I really wish I had an answer for you. It's just kind of it's a weird little place up there, I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's so fun. 
Okay, so we're going to start with some icebreakers. Um, I just think that they're fun. So You need one of those little icebreaker noises. I know. Right now. I know. I need it. I was thinking about that. Like, I need to get, like, a little sound machine. Yes, that would be so, so, I so fun. So it for my segments. Um, okay, so favorite hip-hop song. I know you love your hip-hop. Oh, gosh. Let me think. Wait, right, right. Oh, Right now, I guess it's that Tatiana song that's awful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bust down Tatiana. Yes. I've been singing It's that, the like, worst crazy. song ever created, but I love it so much. It cracks me up. Sorry. No, you're good. I'm so loud too. Um, <laughs> yes, I love that song. Thank God for my niece and nephew because they like keep me in touch with all of those I things. I always tell Bo, I'm like, hey, Bo. Um, I was like, say this, and he'll say it. And I'm, I'm like, say bye, Felicia. And he'll go, bye, Felicia. I'm like, I'm the worst mom officially, the worst. No. Oh, my 14-year-old niece, I think she was 12 at the time. I introduced her to Cardi B, oh, and she became that. obsessed. And, and he'll go, oh, Yeah. Yes, she does that all the time. We have the best time. So, oh, my gosh. I love it. Bust down. My favorite of all time, though, I think is Truffle Butter. It's the worst. Oh, song. I love. I actually, I'll agree with you. It's a good one. Oh. There's so many, honestly. Yeah. There's so many. If yeah. it's got a good beat, I'm down. If it's got a good beat, if it has like a moment where I can at least get one part of the rap sequence, I'm like all for it. <laughs> Same. That's always only the part I'll know. We did that. Um, that Let Go. Or what was it? Lego. That song. Oh yes. I actually have some of that rap memorized. I don't have it off the top of my head right now, so don't challenge me. <laughs> but if you played the song, I could rap along with yes, it. Yes, that's how it too and ariana grande i guess she does like a little rap in her seven ring song i don't know that girl's a mess i freaking love i love that song though (laughs) she is a mess she's got a lot going on in her life i know i relate i totally do (laughs) not as not on the same level obviously but i get it she's doing a great job you're doing a great job ariana grande she's totally gonna listen she's a a frequent listener to my podcast You never know, Becca. You should make that your goal is to have her on. My goal with my podcast actually is for me to, I I hate the word famous, but for me to just be well known enough to be on Dancing with the Stars. Stop. I want to do Dancing with the Stars. I want to go on there so bad. I feel like they should do a. like a normal people? Yes. I think like it'd be dancing awesome. with the yes, normal people. Kind of like American Idol, but dancing with yes, the stars. Like that yes. is it's seriously my dream oh, we could to go on dancing with the let's stars. Let's pitch it and let's do it together. I know. I'm like it I, has I to happen. I danced for seven years growing up. I wasn't the best dancer, oh. but it was like so See, fun. I wanted to dance, but we couldn't afford it. But I did do cheerleading in high school, but there wasn't dance in high school. Um cheerleaders but, dance though. Yeah. And my favorite was always hip hop. And, and then the whenever I got like in shape in my early 20s i always went to hip-hop workout classes the best. they were my favorite not that that's what they do on dancing with the stars but i just love to dance it's no i get it i so. want to do a hip-hop class here in austin sometime Ugh. but i'm so nervous because i'm like are they all gonna be really good and i'm gonna be the girl who's like really bad see i was i don't even think i was good but i would always be at the front of the class and Aww. i was like i'm gonna get it i love it let's <laughs> go so let's go next time you're in town yes oh i'll let's just come it. to town just to do let's it do it no, yes for real. i've let's been looking for it. someone to go with okay are you a morning person or a night so I used to be a night owl and I have my days, but I'm kind of been forced to be more of a morning person since yeah. my mom, but I still, I, I take that all back. I'm still a night owl. I think I was up to like one o'clock last night. Yeah, I was going to say, you always post really late. Yeah. I'm, I would say night owl, but I'm, I do get up earlier than I used to. So I guess I'm trying to pretend that I'm a better morning person. Yeah. I've made huge strides, but no, I'd rather sleep. I love oh just sleeping. I love my sleep. Like today I was so thrilled to wake up to come to do Aww. this podcast with you, but 
Most days I'm like, Mm-mm, th- you're not going to catch me out of bed before like eight. I, I think I pressed news seven times this morning, if oh that gives gosh. you any indication of yeah. the person I am. but um, That's how I am too. But they always say like the most successful people are those who get up early. I think that's a lie. I think the <sighs> successful people pretend like that they woke up early, but they were a little lazy. And then all of a sudden, like they became successful and they're like, oh, well, so-and-so said that this right? is what you have to do to oh, be successful. I, I would hope so. This is what I'm telling myself. But I know. I wouldn't necessarily consider myself successful yet. So maybe I should wake when, up. When I do get up early, I can, I can relate in the sense of it does feel good to yeah. like be that person. I agree. But it's a very rare occurrence for sure. Yeah. yeah. I woke up yesterday early and went and worked out. And then I drove to a small town outside of Austin or San Antonio. I don't know where it was um, to do a bridal session. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I got a lot done today. <laughs> so maybe waking up early is helpful, but I don't know. I love my sleep. Okay. If you were an ice cream flavor, which would you be and why? Oh, I'd be cookies and cream. That was the quickest answer I've ever had I know. for that question. I mean, actually, don't get me wrong. I love all ice cream, but I would absolutely say cookies and cream. It's been my go-to since I was a little girl. So, oh, yeah. I'm a little cookie and that little cream, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's good stuff. It's so it's, good. It's the best. Oh, yeah. But that... I did get food poisoning last week, and I had cookies and cream ice cream the night mm. before, so a small part of me is kind of scared that that's what gave me the food poisoning. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'm still a cookies and cream girl for life. Yeah, I feel like it would take a lot. Like, I would have to be majorly sick to not want to eat cookies and cream ice cream. Give me like a week or two, or I'll be back. <laughs> okay, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Ooh... Okay, I'm actually not. Okay, so I'm actually a really picky eater, and I didn't realize this until later in life, so it's not anything too crazy. I'd say fried squid. Which, oh, calamari? Yeah, like from, I think it was from Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> I was from Olive Garden. Don't y'all judge me. I'm not oh, very adventurous. I went to Olive Garden a few weeks ago yeah. with Seth just because I wanted calamari, I and where we Olive live, Garden. there's like no good Italian places, so yeah. I was like, Olive Garden it is. I'm trying to, th- what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Mmm. That's a good question. I, I'm pretty picky, too. The older I've gotten, the more I'm like, oh, I always make fun of people for being picky, but yeah. I'm actually the pickiest I person I, I can I'm think I'm not too of. adventurous. I mean, there might, there might have been something in my past, but I can't think of anything I'm trying right to now. think if, like, Ashley and I tried anything in Sri Lanka, but the only thing I was willing to eat was lobster because we were right on the ocean. So it was like, I've I trust even, that. I'm, I think I've had one bite of a lobster. You've like, never had lobster? No, I'm not a seafood girl. Oh, my gosh. Okay, if it's so fried, like fried we shrimp. Have in common. So fri- well, <laughs> fried shrimp I'll do, and, like, actually any type of shrimp I will do. Oh, yeah. But I love shrimp. fish, not not a fan. Well, lobster is like kind of like a giant shrimp. It's just a little more. The texture is, I think, can be a little more rubbery, but you have to have. It right tasted like an onion it. ring, so I was good with it. Oh yeah, I'm mm. so I'm. Li- oh, I wish I was healthier. I really do. I'm I, trying well, though. I love. Fr- I'm not judging you. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, I wish I could say something cool right now. Like I don't know, like frog a kale leg salad with, with frog legs on top. Yeah, like no. <laughs> Ew, that sounds literally like yeah. You know, that sounds disgusting awful. Disgusting thing ever. <laughs> okay. Um, recent most embarrassing moment. Recent, recent. Okay. It doesn't. Think. I mean, if if you don't have a recent one, you can just do. Most embarrassing moment. I've had a few. One that always comes up. I feel I still feel like an idiot because of it. But my friend had such a good laugh. We were at a a painting class a few years ago. And um, you know me like I'm I don't like awkward silence. So Mm -hmm. the the classroom is really quiet. So and I was in a hyper mood. Bless everyone's hearts. And (laughs) 
there was this girl across from me and if someone doesn't talk, I try, it's like a, almost like a challenge to get them to talk to me. Yeah. And so I started talking to him and I was just making small talk. I was like, hi, where are you from? What's your names? And they were sisters. And one of the sisters kept answering for the other sister. And I'm inside of my head. I'm thinking, why won't she talk to me? Why is she being so rude? Like, I'm so confused. So I, I was, and so then I would directly look at the other sister and ask her a question. And then the other sister kept asking or responding. And I'm like, what's going on? So I, I looked at the girl and I said, you're being so quiet. And I was like, am I upsetting you or something? And then her sister goes, well, um, no, no, she's fine. Like, she's good. And I'm thinking, what's going on? So then my friend literally punches me and then she slides over on her phone and it says shay she's mute and i said oh my god i wanted to cry so it's not even really more it's more of like an embarrassing not really funny but my friend thought it was funny but i'm thinking i'm an idiot like you were trying to be nice i know and honestly the look on her face wasn't very nice but i i'm guessing because she was thinking i was an idiot but that was one of the most i wanted to hide in a hole and just be like i'm so sorry but i played it off and stopped talking to them and it was fine but (laughs) she actually was like a a brilliant woman i think um her sister says she played music for some school in illinois wow so it got better after that but originally i'm like i could not be more dumb right now I don't even know. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's probably like, I shouldn't have even told that story. I feel so dumb. No. But I, don't, I wouldn't have, I didn't catch on at all. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I, that's a great story. I don't know. I would, and I would definitely have not caught on either. <laughs> but I, honestly, that's one thing where we differ. Like, I'm terrible at trying to bring up conversation with people who I don't know. I love talking to strangers, especially in elevators. It's one of the weirdest things about me. But if you get on an elevator with me, I guarantee I will talk to you. Yeah, I feel like so. you've never met a stranger. I really, I feel like I've made more friends by just saying hi to people yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I've also probably made some enemies. <laughs> I get some weird looks sometimes. I'm like, just kidding. All right, see you later. <laughs> well, see you later. I'm out of here. <laughs> Hope you have a better day. People are so great they're so stale sometimes oh i know well i feel like i'm that person sometimes i try to talk to people no, it depends you're on... not you're not well it it depends no. in in an elevator i don't know i don't know it just depends on the day oh it man. depends on who's talking to me um if you guys notice shay and i both might have a little bit of a lisp <laughs> we it's both bad. are uh brace face in our brace 30s face. well i'm not 30 yet but it's coming on monday 33 looking like uh what's her name uh katie perry in her teenage dream video is basically oh, what i, I feel like i look that. like yeah yeah i just i look 17 again you I honestly have braces at 17. she's got so she's got clear braces on top which i'm kind of i'm look. i've been looking at this whole time i'm staring deeply into her mouth right now <laughs> and i'm thinking why didn't i go clear but they look really good on you you well, can't even you. notice them thank you i felt like the girl who told me about him she was like so i didn't have a boyfriend or a husband yet so i went clear on top and uh, regular metal on bottom, and I was like, "Well, I have a husband, and I want him to still like me, so I think I'm gonna go clear on top too." Oh, well, Drew's oh, not saying that, not saying that Drew doesn't like you. I was just concerned because I always want to try to feel attractive. I do too, and I asked Drew. I said. What would you prefer? And he he's all about saving that dollar bill, so oh, yeah. he's like, get the modal. So I did. But. Well, and that's the thing is. If this were going to be like a thousand dollar difference, I'd be yeah. like, oh, hell no. I know. But she was like, it's only $150. Oh, and I was like, $150? Are you serious? 
Yeah. Okay. But every I need to go to your different. They are. And they my really dentist are? does regular regular metal braces, like <gasps> just the old school. And yours only did. Damon, I'm really right? jealous because that's what I wanted was just the original. Yeah. Thing. But oh, the thing man. is, I feel like they all charge the same amount no matter what, and they then they just they like throw. The, I bet you were paying the same price, I even though they were like, "Oh, it'll be cheaper." No. So expensive. Because they, how else are they going to make their money? This is an elective thing for them. I so. know, but I'm. So- we're going to have the most beautiful smiles ever. I know. I can't wait. So whenever I was telling Shay before we started, <laughs> I had to get um, two baby molars taken out of my mouth like a month ago or something. And I was drugged up the same as people on uh, wisdom teeth drugs would be. And Seth said he was driving me back to where we live. And it was we had to drive to our dentist in Lubbock, which was like a three hour drive or my oral surgeon. And on the way home, he said that I was, like, rapping and singing. And then at one point, I was like, I'm going to get my teeth fixed. And uh, what did I say? He said that I was like, I'm going to have my teeth fixed. And all the boys are going to want me. But I've got a husband. (laughs) He said that I just was coming up with the craziest stuff. So whenever my braces are off, I am. All the boys are going to want me. Hopefully, we'll see. You just want to be wanted. I I love my husband. You do want you okay. There, I know this is weird, but it there really is no better feeling than knowing you got checked out, knowing that yes. you're married, even or like a mom or anything. You're just like, I still got it. But yeah. even if the guy's not even well, good looking, even now, like you know, I've gained weight and it's like, and great. we were talking about that, like we fluctuate and I work out all the time. And so, whenever I like do my hair and have my makeup done, it's always you know, like uh african-american men they love me which is great i'll take it i'll take what i can get and one time i was walking by this guy and he was like she's pretty and i Aww. looked around like there's no one else around me he's Aww. talking about me it's so, the best feeling right it's the best so Aww. i really enjoy uh at least being desired and i enjoy being desired by my husband but it's nice to know because we've been together since we were 17 so oh my god it's not like i like really was out there in the world you've really been together since you were 17 Mm -hmm. wow he i was his first kiss i mean and we were each other's first everything uh, except i had kissed two boys before yeah girl giddy giddy you know (laughs) you slut (laughs) i know i was so wild kissed two boys no i was pretty well i think they both maybe felt my boob but (laughs) (laughs) i was a very um i was very serious about my relationships growing up like my sixth grade boyfriend we dated for a year and five days oh my gosh like I had it all I mean I was kind of psychotic actually saying that out loud that sounds kind of psychotic but I took everything very seriously is it called monotonous monotonous Monot- wait hold on monogamy monogamy I was, I was very gonna say like, monotonous but I was like that's was not too, the right word I was too but that's I've just yeah if we dated it was for real and that's how I was whenever Seth and I started dating and I think we can touch on that later but like Growing up, my dad was awful, and I was like, I'm not going to have a man like that, so I want to make sure that I'm with, like, a good guy, so I wanted every relationship needed to be. That was my goal, too, is to have a husband that was not like my dad. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we're going to jump right into, you know, a few the topics i just i need you for every podcast <laughs> to be my jump little... in splash we're jumping into the water so to have you do my voiceover stuff. i would love to okay you want to know a weird fact about me my dream job was to be a voiceover or like a in mrs doubtfire robin williams was like my favorite actor mm-hmm. ever and his 
actual job in Mrs. Doubtfire was to do those figolo, 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 oh, that yes. thing. That was my dream job for a long, long time. And oh I still gosh. sometimes I'm like, oh, I really wish I could do voiceovers for random animals and cartoons like, yeah with my dog voices and stuff <laughs> you would be so good at that there's such a market you could totally still do that i don't know how to, i would not even know where to start and the I think lady that's why who I did it. tommy pickles on rugrats like she's still doing voices oh like that gosh. and i mean she's probably the same age as our mothers i would and... love to do it if you if you know anyone out there who does that let me know i would yeah. Hook me up. Well, let's I get Shaylin into the business. Like, so that I way just, she can be on Dancing with the Stars for that. <laughs> and then I can go. I don't even care if anyone knows about it. Like, I just want to do That's it. That's incredible, so though. I did oral, oral reading a lot in, like, UIL mm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just love – I guess I'm – dramatic a little <laughs> I think that's a good thing I think so. some of the qualities that people see in, in children that you're like oh my god that kid's the annoying one or whatever like <laughs> they grow up to be the successful like funny I, are you like, saying I was annoying when I was no, growing up <laughs> you're just reminding because my niece is that like Aww. my niece would love you because she's like dramatic and just Fun. all of these things and yeah. so I feel like she in I know, like, she's going to be listening to this. Hey, but girl. I, yeah. Like, it's hey, okay. Be hey, you, girl. Be hey, you. Yes. Olivia, be yourself. Um, but I know that, you know, people are like, oh, tame it down or whatever. All but, the time. you know, yeah. it's only going to make you a better adult and more fun. I like, think so, too. People desire and they want to be friends with you. But you get a lot of haters. Or you get a lot of, like, rolled eyes and people who just stare at you like you're an alien. And you're like, I'm sorry, kind of, yeah. but not really. No, I- <laughs> Don't apologize. I can't change it. I'm so sorry. But no. I think a lot of it, too, is, like, awkward. Um, not awkward, but anxious energy, too. Uh-huh. So yes, I get more, like, silly. Exactly. That's what I do, too. Yes. Especially if I'm with someone. My biggest thing is if I'm with someone who I know, that's where I really get, like, that anxious, like, yeah. crazy energy. But I always get scared and, like, shut myself down <laughs> if I don't know anyone. So <laughs> I really envy that in you that, like, you. It's a good and bad thing. I get, I say some stupid stuff sometimes. And I'm oh, thinking, but I do too. Say that? Like, I have no filter. My brain just spits off. Yes. And that's like, something Ooh. I had to work on as an adult because it almost became, like, what I thought was, like, funny. People were like, oh, that's not funny. <laughs> and so I have. That's uh, happened to me so many times. I had to, like, just stop <laughs> trying. But that's why I do this podcast. So people who don't like it just don't have to listen. And exactly. I can say what I want. No, I love it. I love it so much. Okay. So I wanted to, well, I did questions on Instagram. And the, like, number one we want to know about this is your birth story and the things that your epidural caused after the fact and all of those. So if you don't mind sharing about that. Do uh, we have all day? <laughs> I've actually tried to talk, uh, like when I'm driving sometimes, I'll think about like saying my birth story out loud mm-hmm. and I'll try to, and it's just like the longest story. Yeah. So I'll try to wrap it up. But um, if you know me, uh, I don't do pain at all. Like I hate pain. So you always just think when you're going to have a baby, the epidural's, the main option um I guess living in Austin maybe not so much there's a lot of hippie like love here but I was just like give me that needle I don't care where you put it put it in my forehead I don't want to feel a thing Mm -hmm. I was all about just having a normal nice like non-painful experience so I didn't really research I just thought everything will be fine that's just what we're doing and Mm -hmm. when I made that decision the doctor was like oh yeah duh like they made me feel like that was the most normal decision to make. Yeah. Which I do think it is the most popular. It, it is. It's very common. And mm-hmm. most 
at least from what I know, most women don't have many issues. No. Like or they're not talking about exactly. them. Exactly. And so um, I was 40 weeks and I was not progressing at all. And so my doctor, I would, I think like at the very last part of your whole pregnancy, they say you have to like go in like every day or two mm-hmm. to get checked. So I was just not... Bo wasn't moving. He was just stuck. He's like, I'm not he was leaving like, your mom. I'm gonna stay in here as long as possible. I swear he would have stayed in there. He'd probably still be in there today <laughs> if I didn't. So I didn't really um I was really excited about knowing like that feeling of going into labor on your own. That's what I was looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, but nope. I tried every single thing. And so they induced me. Um so we went in, so we went to Jason's deli before we went to the hospital and like had our prayer in the parking lot and we walked in. It was like a Thursday night, I think. And um, they were going to put Sir, Sir, what's it called? Cervil or something they put in your cervix to soften never it. Had a kid, so I don't I'm know. not good with technical <laughs> medical terms. So I'm so sorry to all you nurses out there who are like, whoa, she's botching that. But <laughs> she doesn't know. Anything. It's whatever it is that makes your, your cervix soften so it'll start to um, dilate you. And I uh, slept fine overnight and they did all that. And when I woke up, I was only still at like a two. Like I was not, wow. yeah, my body was just not having it. So, and I was at 41 weeks at this point, by the way. So wow. I'm like, let's just do this. I was so over it, which every pregnant woman would say that at that mm-hmm. point. So we, um, the doctor comes in and they're like, we're going to start um, putting some Pitocin into your um, IV, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. But they're like, we're going to do such a low dose that it's going to hopefully feel as natural of a progression as possible, like getting into labor. So I was yeah. like, okay. So right before they did that, I started to feel a little bit of cramping. And I was like, I think that's a contraction. And the nurse was like, yep, that sure is. So long story short here, it was a very slow day. Like just nothing was happening. So around like 10 in the morning, um, the nurse comes in and says, the anesthesiologist is going to be really busy today. We were thinking about going, going ahead and giving you your epidural. And I like I said, I was at like a two or three. I was not progressing. And I went with it because I figured they wouldn't suggest something that, you Yeah, know, they're supposed to be the expert. Right. So I didn't even really get to experience a real contraction that made me want to jump out of uh, my body. Because like, normally they do it later. Right. Yeah. I feel like people okay. wait as long as possible until I think there's a certain point to where they can't give it to you anymore. Okay. But they gave mine to me so early. So here's what happened. So this, the anesthesiologist comes in. He's got this like do-do-do personality. I'm like, this guy looks a little... Is it like that commercial, that Geico commercial, like where they're like, uh, Dr. So-and-so, he's okay. And then he's like, just got reinstated. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, him? he had this like weird... Yeah, he had this presence about him I wasn't sure about. <laughs> and for me to say that means something. So yeah. it's like, whatever. So he comes in, but he had this person with him, which I didn't think anything of it. Like I said, I've never been here before. I did not know what to expect. I was just expecting this needle to go on my back and it to sting for a second and that would be it. I'm not against needles, but no one really likes needles, but I don't have like a phobia of them or anything. So he comes in and um, I'm just thinking, okay, here we go. This is it. And I'm not even in that much pain. So Mm -hmm. it was just kind of weird to get something and not be in pain so he I get on the bed and like I do everything I'm supposed to and the nurse has my hand and she's fiddling with something and all of a sudden I just hear the anesthesiologist say right there and this lady who I still don't know exactly who she was I'm guessing she was the anesthesiologist nurse or like his helper assistant I don't know if it was a student I have no idea but he did not administer 
So they call it a catheter. And when you think catheter, you think up your yaya, mm-hmm. which they did do eventually. <laughs> or they might have already done it. I can't remember at this point. But this was like more of like this tube that would administer the epidural medicine or uh-huh. whatever um, during the day. So it stays in your it back. It stays the whole in time? my back the entire time. There are so many things I don't know. But... And I didn't know that that was part of the process. So I think there's like two different types of like there's like a spinal and then the this epidural but I didn't like I said I didn't know a difference and so they usually will say be very still be very still and they weren't still and or they didn't tell me to be still but I just knew to be still Uh thankfully because I was like I I know I can't move right but I was in a weird position and I know you have to like bend over but the nurse person whoever she was um the the lady who ruined my life (laughs) (laughs) I know you're probably not a bad person but you ruined my life Shout out to her. Um, I know. She stuck the plastic thingy in my spine and immediately I wanted to die. I knew. Oh, like you've. I'm dramatic, yes, but this was like a feeling of I'm not being dramatic. This something's really wrong. Like this is bad. Did you say something? I kind of, kind of moved a little because I wasn't one. They didn't tell me to get ready for it. Mm-hmm. It just kind of caught me off guard. I kind of moved in. The nurse goes, don't move. And I said, okay. And I said, that hurts really, really bad. And I'm like, it really, really hurts. I feel like I'm about to pass out. And the, the lady goes, you can feel that? And I said, yes. Oh, no. Mm-mm. I said, I honestly, I'm about to pass out. I, you, thinking about it right now makes me want to, like, I am like not doing okay. I can remember the feeling of being oh. so sick. And so she takes it out. And she goes, be very still, finally. And then she puts it back in. And again, I feel this like strong burning pinch of death (laughs) like just go through like my whole body and immediately I'm about to pass out and the nurse goes Shay are you okay and I said I don't know I said something's not right and it just they kind of ignored me at that point like it was normal so I I thought that "That sucked hopefully this isn't forever like I didn't think at the time this was going to be a forever feeling yeah so I was like okay that was awful so then they're like okay we're going to give you the shot so that's when they gave me the actual epidural so I wasn't really even I guess, educated on the whole process of what they were going to do. Did you have like a doula or anything like that? No, and that's a big regret of mine. I didn't think, like I said, it's my first baby. I just was kind of doing what my mom did. Like I just, you know. Well, and I feel, again, I know nothing because I haven't had kids, but I know, I feel like that's a newer thing, like the doula or or just more talked about. I don't know. My sister had one, but she had to give birth to a breech baby so oh my gosh yeah and that's what's scary too is that you just never know how your birth's gonna go you mm-hmm. don't know what the baby's doing in there you don't know and so they gave me the shot which sucked but it was so much better than what the initial mm-hmm. sticking of that plastic thing in my back was and so right when they put that in and they administered the medicine i immediately felt like okay i'm I can't think. I just remember my eyes wanting to close and I was like, I'm about to pass out. And I got really, really weak. My, oh. I guess my blood rate had dropped uh-huh. or my uh, heart rate had dropped. And so the nurse goes, da da da. Like they kind of acted a little panicked. Mm-hmm. And then they took, gave me a shot of, uh, what's it called? I can't think of the name, but it's like adrenaline. Just get your blood rate back oh, up. Oh, yeah. Your heart rate back up. And um, they're like, okay, you're okay. Like just a second. And then it happened again. So it happened twice. And so then they shot me again with the stuff. Oh, my god! And then they laid me down. And I just remember feeling really like I can't move. Like my back hurts so bad. Mm-hmm. I just kept feeling this stinging pain in my back. And um, I told the nurse that. And she's like, oh, it's normal. It'll be fine. And I'm like, okay. So um, she turns me on my side. And then like a few minutes later, I look at the nurse. and I said, I'm going to pass out again. 
for the third time. Oh my gosh. My body was not having it. Something was off. Like they, I don't know if they put the thing in the wrong spot, but it was getting in some part of my spine that it should not have been in. And so uh, the nurse comes over, rushes over, injects me again with that stuff. And it didn't happen again after that, thankfully. But the nurse looks at me and she goes, I've seen this happen twice to women. Not often. This hardly ever happens, but I've never seen it happen three times. I'm sure there's been a nurse out there who has seen that, but this particular nurse had said that to me. Yeah. I thought that was crazy. Um, so after that, um, the day kind of went by pretty slow. And fast forward, um, everything was kind of fine, except I just remember my back hurting more mm-hmm. than anything else. Like I didn't. I kept, so you could feel the back pain even with the epidural? I could feel a little bit of tense, like it was kind of tense, but sometimes mm-hmm. a nurse would look at me and say, that's a contraction. Can you feel that? And I was like, no. So I understand why epidurals are awesome. Yeah. But I also like, it just sucks that that happened. You know, yeah. it's like, why? Because if I, if that wouldn't have happened in all of the aftermath, which I'm about to get to, then I would totally do it again. But yeah. so I get why people are like, I have friends who have come to me after their birth and said, Shay, I'm so sorry. I got an epidural. I'm like, don't apologize. It's totally fine. Like yeah. I get it. I'm the, I'm the zero percent, <laughs> but I just, I thought after everything that had happened, I was like, I really just want to educate women because if they have the unfortunate experience that I had, then they have someone to talk to about it mm-hmm. because it's a pain like no other. Yeah. So fast forward around five o'clock, they come in and they check me and they're like, yep, you're only like a four. So oh we're goodness. gonna, yes, I'm telling you, freaking bow man, like, oh, not want to come out. I know. And so, my doctor or nurse said, okay, we're gonna uh, break your water for you if you have, if it hadn't break, if it hasn't broken um, by the time we get back. And I said, okay. So they leave. They, they strip my membranes or something. That sounds so gross, but <laughs> um, so they do that, and it hurt. That actually hurt really bad. I could kind of feel that a really? little bit. Yeah, it was kind of weird. And so. Um, but everything else was numb. Like my butt was so numb. Like I couldn't feel anything. And I had to keep laying on one side because my heart rate or Bo's heart rate would keep dropping. Oh, okay. So because I laid on this one side so much, I feel like that was the side that really like got the most damage of the uh-huh. numbness that I'm dealing with today. So um, they come right before they're about to come back in. My, I felt this like warm, like what? That sounds so gross, but I, my water broke. <laughs> I peed myself, <laughs> which is what I said. I said, I looked at my nurse and I said, I either just peed or my water broke. And they like looked under, they're like, yep, your water broke. That's great. So then I, I think like an hour later, I was at a seven. So that's when it started to kick in. So it was like around seven and I kept getting texts and everything. I was like, Shaylin, you've been in labor forever. Like, come on. I'm like, I'm trying. I can't do anything. Like I just, I would kind of push on my belly kind of funny. Like, get out of here. Like, yeah. get so then around like eight, this male nurse walks in who I hadn't met yet. And I looked at him and I said, are you my nurse? And he said, yep. Which I wasn't really, I mean, I've had a male doctor before, but I just wasn't ready for a male nurse for some reason because yeah. he was going to be there for the whole thing. Uh-huh. And he goes down there and he checks and he puts his fingers inside of me. Yeah. And Drew's right there. And I was like, this is so awkward. Uh-huh. That- but I broke the ice in the room and everyone started laughing. Like, I, I said it to be funny because it was just so weird. I felt it, so It weird. is awkward. <laughs> I, I refuse to have a male doctor. It's just weird. They didn't, I feel like usually they'll ask a woman if it's okay. Uh-huh. And usually it's fine. I'm sure I would have said yes anyways. But it was just like, it was funny. He goes, I think this is going to be a fun room to be in tonight. And I was like, I hope so. And so around 8 o'clock, it was so funny. The biggest advice I got when pushing was, Hey, Shay, 
when you push, you need to push like you're taking the biggest poop of your life. Oh, wow. Like actual push like you're pooping. And I thought, did you poop yourself? No, I didn't. Oh, well, thankfully, thankfully, I did not. I was, I wasn't. A lot of girls are scared to do that. I didn't that, really care. That would be my probably one of my number one. You get fears. to a point, I think, too, because I mean, you've been doing this for nine months, been looked at and stuff. I think you get to a point, and trust me, I'm pretty like conservative. I don't even like being in bathing suits and stuff. And so, um, but I think at that point, I was like, I just don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Like they're gonna be staring at my hoo ha anyways, and <laughs> That's so true. Um, I mean, they see this how many times a day? Like it's fine. And so, I'm sure they've been pooped on a lot. Oh, for sure. And they made they even said that like we're ready to go if that happens. Like we'll just they're really they showed me how they did it. They were like we'll just go really quick because I was like is yeah. that is that I've a heard thing? that some women have no idea that they even no pooped. yeah yeah it's crazy and it's not a big deal guys if that's what you do just rock it yeah poop it a poop. <laughs> I, I want to make like a poop song right now but i'm gonna keep it real i'm gonna keep it cool so you don't have to keep it cool. <laughs> so be yourself this is the longest story ever is that okay no it's great and kind of just give me a little background so then around eight then the male nurse guy goes um we were just making small talk and i said um i said do you i looked at bad man go is it weird looking at yaya's all day and he goes <laughs> <laughs> and he goes well, no, you kind of get used to it. And he kept laughing. He's like, you're such a refreshing patient. You have no idea. And then right about that moment, you hear this woman down the hall screaming bloody murder. Oh, Lord. Mm-mm. And this one ner- uh, female nurse walks in. And I'll never forget this because I was so like, that's not cool. But I didn't say anything. But I'm just thinking, people are so judgmental. And it's what made me sad for a second because she goes, oh, that's someone who should have totally got the epidural. And I thought, oh. well, that's sad. Like, just because I'm in here, like, chilling, and she's yeah. down there screaming naturally. Like, it was kind of scary to hear it because I was like, whoa, that's, that sounds like it hurts, yeah. you know? And um, I don't know. But now, like, my next time I have a baby, I want to go as natural as possible. I think, like, what are they going to say when I say I don't want an epidural? Like, are they going to say that kind of stuff about me? Like, why are they judging people by their decisions? Anyway, well, that's a whole other. different. Some people are screamers, and I know, like, some people are, like, moaners, yeah. and it sounds like they're having a full-on sexual <laughs> experience. It honestly kind of sounded that way. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of funny but for, like, a point zero three seconds of that, but I felt bad for it, and I just was so sad that that nurse said that, and yeah. I was just like, man, that sucks. But and I think she probably is, like, so, like, desensitized from it at that yeah, point. Yeah, probably. But- I yeah, know. I, I would have been. I know. Like, felt sad about it. It too. did, and so, um, anyway, so the guy was like, "Okay, so I want to do a test push with you," and I said, "Okay." And he told me what to do. He goes, "I want you to pretend that you're jumping into a pool and you're breathing out when you jump into the pool, like through your nose." And I thought that's weird. So I was so confused by the way he said that. Yeah, it was kind okay, of hard to think. right? Like, like even looking know. at you try to do it, you look awkward, right? So that's exactly I'm so that's exactly what I did. But I'm thinking I was so conflicted because as my friend had said, "Push like you have to poop." You'll get that baby out. And then he's saying to do this weird jump in the water thing. So I did what he said. And I swear he was making fun of me so hard in his head, but he was trying to be professional. And more or less, he was like, yep, this is going to take you all night long because that was terrible. Like basically the baby didn't move or anything when I did that. But I'm thinking no baby would move doing that that breathing thing that you just told me to do. So he was assuming that when I pushed, it was going to not go well. It was going to take forever. So the next time he comes in is around like 8.30. He was like, we're going to start pushing. The doctor's having a C-section right now. But by the time like she's done, we should be ready to go. And I said, okay. Because I think at this time I was getting like at a nine. And um, so 
nor maybe I was at a 10. I was getting close to a 10 to where I could start pu- practice pushing. Yeah. And then when he, I did the next, so when he said to push, I was like, I'm doing it the way my friend said. So I did it. And he goes, whoa, okay, just kidding. This baby's moving now. Like he, he I had totally shocked him because he's like, okay, that's not like that first push. I'm like, yeah, because you gave terrible advice. And so. She's not a woman. I, exactly. And so, um, so I started pushing about, I think I got to around 10, ten centimeters at around nine and um that's when he's like okay we're gonna start pushing doctor still wasn't in there so i start pushing i think i what's weird is that people say that like oh i've been pushing for an hour two hours three hours and they say that a lot of first-time moms push for two to three hours and if you think about it that sounds like a long time that's a very long like a time. long time and like what that's crazy that's gonna i mean i couldn't imagine like doing that naturally like that long yeah but when you're in that moment and the contractions are you can't push until the contractions start and the contractions are three minutes apart which this sounds dumb but i didn't know that like i i didn't realize how it actually worked until i was in that moment time probably flies by right yeah i didn't read a lot of books i bought books but they just sat on my nightstand that's me i would never read i I had good intentions but it just didn't happen um (laughs) and i felt like oh i'm a good mom because i bought all these birthing books and like what to expect and nope i didn't read but like i think i read maybe two pages and i was like not no time there's no just, time. Yeah. And so um, I go into it and I start pushing and then he goes, okay, we need to not push anymore because we need to get the doctor in here. And I was like, okay, so that's when I was getting pumped. And I looked at Drew and I said, put on some, put on some music. I need music. So he puts on this Christian music playlist that I had created for myself, which mm-hmm. I thought would be the experience that I was wanting. But when it came like game time, I thought, nope, I'm going to need something to like jam to because this is game time. Yeah. And, like that's my high school, like, athletic self coming out uh-huh. you know I'm like, all right we need eye of the tiger i don't even care nope i need gangster rap so he puts on gangster rap and the nurses were loving it they're like this is so different that's like, like <laughs> that's exactly what i do, would do because working out i feel like it would it's be like a workout out. exactly and you need for me i need hip-hop whenever it's I'm exactly out, what it, so. that's exactly what it called for so we're listening to gangster rap the nurses were loving it it was just such a weird it was it was kind of weird all of it just it was <laughs> I don't even know. It was your birth story. I know, totally. I was like, oh, man. It explains why Bo is the, the boy he is, though. Like, <laughs> and it makes know. his first birthday party, like, even <laughs> better. I know, it totally does. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so, um, finally, the doctor comes in at the very last minute, and we start pushing, and a uh, gas pedal comes on by Sage the Gemini. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I was like, I'm pushing the gas pedal right now. I feel like I should be twerking on the floor, with, you know, like, I'm just like upside down. <laughs> Too bad you can't give a ba- birth to a baby like that. Um, so I start pushing, and then at the last minute, the doctor is like, "Okay, don't push. Wait for the next contraction." I said, "I can't. I can't. I can't not push. Your body just naturally just pushes." And at this point, just to remind you guys, like I'm not in a lot of pain. My back's hurting. I literally remember my back hurting at this mm-hmm. point. And um, the only thing I felt really was the ring of fire, which is what they call when the baby crowns and. Oh. I hope guys don't listen to this, but like that's gross. But the whatever. The only one who does is my husband. Hi Seth. Hi Seth. <laughs> Hi Drew. I know you're listening, but he saw it. Well, actually, no. He, I kept, I told him keep your head up here because I don't want you to look at me differently, like yeah. sexually, like yeah. in the future. And he was all about it. So, um, anyway, so Bo comes out, and I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, like it was just the craziest moment. It's what they always say, like it's the best moment of your life, and mm-hmm. everything's just like a daze it's amazing but he wasn't crying and I expected him to cry and me being anxious I was like is he okay is he okay and he was kind of moving obviously but they put him up on my stomach 
and he still wasn't crying. I, it probably was a minute, but it felt like forever mm-hmm. in that moment. And I looked at the nurses with this panicked look on my face, and I kept saying, "Is he okay? Is he alive? Is he breathing?" Like what? And they, so they would like smack his butt, and then they suctioned out stuff, and then they smacked his butt again, suctioned out stuff, and he still wasn't making any noise. Oh and I saw one nurse kind of look at the other nurse, like, "Can I keep going?" So finally, after what felt like forever, he started crying, and I was like, "Okay, he's fine." So. They ended up, um, because I was so anxious in that moment to make sure he was okay, which he was, they checked him and everything, and um, they were like, well, his, his lung percentage, I guess, was 2% below what it was supposed to be, oh. so he had a little bit of gunk in his lungs, so they oh, okay. took him as a precaution, they're like, don't worry, he's fine, we just have to, like, legally, yeah. and I said, okay, so I wasn't really stressed out at that point, but I just remember thinking, that kind of stinks, because uh, I wanted more skin-on-skin time, mm-hmm. but I had to be sewn up. A little bit which sucked yeah. and uh i told the doctor i was like if you need to give me a little extra you know what yeah. like go for it um but they were just like okay so um i don't i won't get into the whole placenta part of that story because that would take me even longer but basically the whole hospital just wasn't like paying attention or doing their job and they were supposed to have saved my placenta because i was told that if i encapsulated them which was ak this is not my thing that is not like, like me Kim kardashian stuff right yeah there. and it, i don't worry i ended up not taking him because it made yeah. me like nauseous or whatnot but like it just was one of those things that i didn't decide to do until the last minute because my sister-in-law talked me into it because i had experienced some depression when i was pregnant and i just did not want to like go through uh, okay i have heard that that like helps yes because okay. help, your iron levels are really low and it helps with that and it's just supposed to be really healthy um so it's cool but i just i wasn't it didn't feel like it was for me and it ended up not being for me but mm-hmm. at the same time like i'm glad i tried it but they ended yeah. up forgetting all about that even though it was written on the board and then that's a whole mess if that's in my blog story if you are really interested in reading about that but they basically forgot to put it in the ice chest like they were supposed to do immediately after and they left it under the sheet and for hours and like it was horrible so basically I felt like after I had Bo they all they kind of forgot about me it was just kind of like all right bye and then I feel like I was sitting in the room at one point by myself and I was like where did everybody go like, um, I just felt weird because Bo was gone, Drew was gone, my mom was getting a sandwich. Yeah, like, you just went through all that work and, like, yeah. where's your baby? Where's, it was just, like, the... I was like, I feel like someone should be here just to check on me just in case, like, because I feel like a lot of stories are of women after birth being neglected, mm-hmm. and I remembered that, and so the anxious part of me was like, I'm okay, can someone come check on me, am I okay? So, um... They brought Bo back, and it was awesome. So here's what was weird. Is he was born at 10, a, uh, 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. It was, I guess, a busy night in the hospital, and about what, 2 o'clock in the morning, they come back in to check on me. And they're like, I'm so sorry we don't have a room yet. You know, is it okay? If, like, we're so sorry, because I was still in the birthing room. Oh, and wow. I guess they usually, like, transfer people a lot quicker out of yeah. there. They're like, we're just going to keep you in here for now. But I was a really easy patient, so I guess they weren't too concerned about what was going on in my room. And so 4 a.m. comes around. I'm still awake. And mind you, I just wanted to rest. Like, I mean, I was still on a high. Don't get me wrong. But I was just kind of like, okay, are they, am I ever going to get put in my room? Like, I'm so confused. 4 a.m., they come in and the nurse is like, okay, we got you a room. We're going to actually put you in this other wing, which is actually a really nice room, which is usually where we don't put patients like you, but you've been so awesome. We want to put you in there, which really she probably just told me that because they were like slacking on the room thing. But yeah. I was like, that's fine. And so I'm just go with the flow at that point. And I go to get up and she goes, uh, she's trying to help me into my wheelchair. And she realizes I'm still attached to my bed. And she, the look on her face was like, oh, sh-. 
exclamation point. <laughs> like, wait, what were you attached to? I was still attached to the tube from the epidural, the catheter from the epidural earlier that day. I just day. got chills. Yeah, still attached. And I didn't know that it shouldn't have been in my back at that point. Like, I, and I remember my back hurting so bad those few, those last hours in the morning, just thinking, oh, my back is killing me. Like, I really need to get some ice packs in here. Um, oh like, I just felt like, I just couldn't think, I mean, my hoo-ha burned really bad, but like my back was burning worse. It was so weird. That's kind of how you explain the whole afterbirth thing is you just kind of feel like you're burning down there, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's just real sore. And so my back hurt worse. And the look on her face was like, they haven't taken that out of your back yet. And I said, no. She goes, oh, okay. That's all right. You could tell she had known that they had messed up, neglected that part of the whole process it was supposed to i've read about it i've talked to other people about it it's supposed to be removed an hour no more than an hour after you've given birth so it had just been sitting in my back messing with my nerves this whole time and mind you i was so uncomfortable with that from the get-go i could not wait to get that thing out of my back but i forgot about it a little bit because i just thought well i guess that this is normal this is what they're gonna do like i'm not gonna bother bother them about it i wish i would have now that i look back but they just kind of like, yeah, forgot about me. And so <laughs> they put me in my room, whatnot. Um, I actually ended up sending Bo to the nursery that night, which a lot of moms don't do. But I, that was one of the biggest uh, things of advice I had got from a lot of moms was, you know, send your baby to the thing. And I was yeah. so tired at that point because of the whole room thing. I was like, I need a few hours sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life, you know, like waking up with the baby. So I sent him down to the nursery that night. And I'm so glad I did, which... I think I'll probably do again because I love to sleep. Yeah. And some moms are like, I would never let my baby out of my sight. And that's cool too. But if you're someone out there like me, it's okay if you do that. I promise. So anyway, so the next day, this is when it got really weird when I knew something was wrong. And I go and um, his parents had came to see the baby. And, you know, we're watching the A&M game. And it's really bright in our room. And I just remember thinking, wow, I feel really dizzy again. Kind of like I did the day before when... I was almost passing out and I looked at Drew and I said, something's wrong. Something's really wrong. I was like, my head feels really heavy. I feel like I can't lift it. My eyes are wanting to close. I'm getting this like tingling sensation in my head and my ears, like a ringing noise. And like, I was so tired that I, I don't know if you've ever felt so tired where you just have to close your eyes. Mm -hmm. It was like that, but the intensity of that was just like times a hundred. It was crazy. And I said, you need to call the nurse. Like, I don't feel good. So they call the nurse and I tell them everything. And they're just like, okay, well, it might have just been the pain medication, you know, da, da, da. And I was like, okay. And I, I actually don't react well to pain medication at all. Like, I hate painkillers. I will always refuse to take them. I'll just do ibuprofen. So I ended up only taking, like, one pain med that whole time, thinking that that's what caused me to feel that way. Mm-hmm. It was like a tramadol or something like that. And so I ended up just doing ibuprofen the rest of the time because I was like, well, I don't want to feel that way again. And I still kind of felt that tingling thing going on in my head, but yeah. the the head heaviness went away, thankfully. Um, but that was just a weird like 30 minutes of my day that I thought something's really wrong. The entire time, I think I used more ice packs on my back than I did for my yaya. <laughs> I love that you call it your yaya. <laughs> my yaya. <laughs> Uh, This was a really long story. I'm sorry, but um, I just really wanted to like give you like an idea of how everything kind of rolled out that during that time. And so um, getting into the car like the next day, like when we were checking out, um, like I remember the nurse was trying to help me into the car and I couldn't feel my feet like I was so swollen. I'll have to show you a photo before you leave today. 
I was so swollen, you wouldn't even recognize me. Like, my feet look like uh, Mr. Pillsbury Doughboy oh type legs. And I know there's a lot of swelling after labor, and that's normal, but I just couldn't feel the bottom of my feet. Like, it felt like I was walking on, like, tingly something. Like, it just... Yeah, like when your foot falls asleep or something. Exactly that. And my butt was so numb. And I remember when I tried to get into my car, which, by the way, is not a... It's just like a, you know, a forerunner type car. Like, yeah. there's no it's not hard to get into yeah. and I, I almost fell back and the nurse person had to stop and be like are you okay I was like I can't feel my legs like I just feel like something's wow. so she was kind of like whoa that's weird so I get in the car and I'm sitting with Bo and walking into the house I just looked at Drew and I said I cannot feel my butt I cannot feel my legs and I cannot feel my feet and my back is on fire and I just kept thinking I'm going to complain about this and just hope that this goes away and this is just normal. I, I'm kind of thinking it's normal because I didn't know what to expect. I hadn't been to this before, obviously. So time goes on. And uh, for the next few weeks, I'm crying every single day, like bloody murder tears because I'm in so, oh, I want to cry thinking about it. It's so bad. Hold on. Get yourself together. <laughs> oh, just, okay. just, so like, I'm just in pain. I'm trying to take care of this baby. Um, the whole breastfeeding thing, like every, like your milk's coming in and like I had issues with that and like there's this um, status or whatever, like almost immediately, like because my boobs were all screwed up and it was just like so much going on and I just thought, plus you're going through all the hormone shifts, yeah. so it's making everything worse, which I expected. I have crazy hormones as it is, so I knew it wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> and so I just was just crying and I just remember looking at my, my mom and my husband and just thinking, like they're looking at me like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Like, what do we do to help? Because they want to help you, but you're just like, I don't think it can be helped. Like, ibuprofen wasn't working. I know that pain medication would make me throw up. Like, I just, I don't know what to do. And so the whole, the whole first part of having a baby, I couldn't even, I was concentrating on Bo as much as I could, but it, I felt like the whole time in my head, all I could think about was how much my back hurt, which sucked because I just wanted to yeah. like enjoy being a mom and like those newborn snuggles and just you know I just never thought that that would be my story or that yeah. I would be dealing with something like this so we called the hospital and I talked to my gynecologist like with my checkups after and I said this is still going on what do I do what is this I went in for MRIs and like scans and I went to every doctor you could think of trying to figure out like what was going on in my spine and they could never find anything they just kept saying you're just inflamed like it'll go it'll be fine it'll go away it'll go away a year later, I'm still crying all the time. I'm still struggling. As I'm sitting here right now, my back is hurting. Yeah, that's all I'm <laughs> thinking about. I'm like, oh my gosh, it we're going to need to take a break because I feel like you're probably <laughs> in pain right now. I'm used to it now, sadly. You kind of at this point, once it gets to the chronic state of just years, I think what's it been two and a half years now, like I kept thinking if I can just get through this, like it'll definitely go away by a year. If yeah. I can just get to a year point, like I feel like it'll go away, but go away and get better. It never got better. I mean, I take that back. It has gotten better in a sense, but I still struggle with the pain. I still, mm -hmm. it's not as bad as it once was, but it's still bad. If that, yeah. may, if that means anything, but I'll take what I can get at this point. Like if it's just a little bit better, I'm happy. And so I've just kind of, I guess, decided I'm going to be living with chronic pain for the rest of my life. I have to f figure out how to manage my happiness with this because I was in such a dark place. Like, I wouldn't say I was like, I don't want to live anymore. But there were times where I felt I don't want to live anymore because yeah. I can't think of anything else but how bad my back hurts. It was so I guess debil debilitating, debilitating. I guess yeah. like, I just I couldn't 
I felt like I was basically going to be in a wheelchair. Like that's how bad it felt. And so um, picking up Bo and like, I, like I'm not very strong as it is. Like I, I've always, my goal this year is to actually have arm muscles, <laughs> but like, I just remember how hard it was just getting Bo into the car seat and just picking him up and just having to like move his stroller out of the car. Um, I went to the pumpkin patch like shortly after I had him. So we had him in September and then it was Halloween time. I peed myself in a parking lot trying to get a wow. stroller out because of the what was going on with all of that. Like it just. And could you feel like. I had no control over it. Like it would just happened. And I just remember thinking, I guess that might be the most embarrassing moment that you asked earlier, but no one knew about it, but me, but I just remember thinking that's bad. Like that's so bad. So to answer this very long story. um, Yes. I'm still dealing with the back pain. Um, I've done, I did physical therapy for four months that okay. helped a lot. I think that helped a lot. Um, I ha- got a little bit more range of motion back. But like every morning when I get out of bed, I have to be careful when I first stand up because my feet are still tingly. Like right now, they're tingly. And so as you saw earlier, my foot was blue. numb too? <laughs> my butt is so numb. So it's so funny. I always put my phone in my back pocket. Uh-huh. Um, and every time I lose my phone, I think... It's got to be in my back pocket. I can't feel it. So I don't think, oh, my phone's in my back pocket. But I'm just like, oh, I just know to check there because that's usually where it ends up being. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just, I mean, I've done, I tried to do, um, a lot of people have suggested so many things to me. And I even did the, the needles in your back. Forget, oh, phys- acupuncture. Uh, acupuncture? Dry needling. Oh, Which is okay. basically acupuncture, but I think they stick the trigger points into different part like muscles on your back maybe oh, okay and i think acupuncture is like a certain i forget i think there's a small difference but not a big difference okay. but it's similar i had a panic attack when that happened drew had to come yes okay i remember yeah. you posting about this <clears throat> awful like i was just and i didn't realize that was going to happen so i realized okay there's some ptsd here mm-hmm. <laughs> i need to figure out how to deal with mm-hmm. so the whole like when people ask you because as soon as you have a baby people want to say when you're having your next baby yeah and i think well if i could push a button and like a microwave and a baby be out, I would, I would have already had my second baby. Yeah. But I literally am struggling with wanting to try to conceive again because yeah. I'm still in pain right now. Like I gained a lot of weight with Bo. So knowing that if I'm heavier, my, I, I had back pain before Bo, but it was mostly like in my shoulders and upper back from having big boobs and wearing cameras around my neck all the time. I feel you. So, I mean, I've always struggled with that, but this is just, just like something completely different in my lower back. I never had lower back pain. And so I'm thinking there's a lot of weight in the front and I'm going to have to have a strong back to support that. Yeah. And so there's that. I'm scared of that. I'm scared of how labor is going to go the second time around because I want to do it as naturally as possible. Yeah. Um, I'll be, excuse my French, but I'll be damned if there's another needle on my back again. Yeah. But then there's part of me is like, well, what if, like, there's all these what ifs and that's where my faith comes in. And I'm thinking like, God already has my story written. He has my next baby story written. He knows he's going to handle this. It's everything that's supposed to happen is going to happen regardless of what I'm scared of happening or whatnot. So I have to keep reminding myself of that. But I really think even though my faith is super strong, I'm going to have to find some therapy here in the next few months just to kind of get to a place where I can like have another baby someday so I wish that I was rich and I could afford a surrogate because I think (laughs) I would highly highly be okay I would totally be okay with that decision yeah I think at this point because it's that it's been that hard so I know I was drew with you being like on the fence on even wanting to try again he's 
surprisingly he's the best he's so supportive um which has been kind of a fear of mine too i'm like oh i don't want him to think that i don't want to have another baby with him because have you seen the man i would (laughs) i would i jump his bones as much as i can like i love he's so hot to me like i'm so attracted to him so like and i can't imagine having i can't imagine not having another baby with him yeah we both just want one more and he keeps saying it's just one more time so he's i think he's kind of getting the itch and we both you know you know we're 33 and we we have plenty of time but Mm -hmm. at the same time we don't want our kids to be too far apart because originally we would want to have them like now together yeah but because of all this it just wasn't you know it's not our plan it's his plan so i'm hoping and praying that this year is the year that like i can mentally get to a place where it's gonna suck but you know i can pull through and get it done and have a baby so i know that they'll be worth it they totally are and that's so cliche to say but i would Someone asked me once, they said, you know, if, if you had to do it all over again, but it would only turn out the way that it turned out this time, would you do it? And I said, absolutely. Like I would, you know, I'd give everything to have Bo. Absolutely. So if that means that I have to live with this for the rest of my life, it sucks, but he's worth it. So yeah. uh, I know. But sometimes I'm like, why, like, why, why does that have to happen though, man? Like, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, gosh, is there a specialist? Is there- I'm sure that there, I know that there's got to be someone out there that can help me. But at the same time, it's so expensive to try to find, yeah. like, I feel like I've spent so much money, like, medically, like, yeah. our medical bill. I mean, it's it just, just stacks up. And having insane. a baby, mm-hmm. even with insurance, is so it's expensive. so expensive, especially being a small bit, sorry, so being, a, <laughs> being a small business owner, you know, mm-hmm. and, as you know, insurance sucks, taxes yeah. suck. We get royally pretty screwed when it comes to our oh business. So. People don't really realize that, do no, they? No, they don't. And they're like, they think oh, we're living you just the life. Get to pocket all this we're money. Living the no. life. Nope. <laughs> we don't charge thousands and get to keep it all. No, we, Uncle Sam's a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> he takes everything. <laughs> Ugh, gosh. I know. Well, that was a really long story. No, but it's it breaks my heart for you. Yeah. Because whenever I started following you online, it was because I knew you're a photographer, but also, like I said, I fell in love with your videos and just your spirit. And then I met you in person and I was like, oh my gosh, she is (laughs) truly who she is online. I really am. And since, I mean, like you said, um, having him like, you have struggled and you can see that because you're just like, you're not on. I'm not online very much anymore. And it sucks because I cry about that a lot too. I'm like, I'm just, I've lost my spunk. I've lost my happiness and I'm like, I'm still happy, Yeah. but I'm not as hyper and fun and outgoing as I once was. I've kind of um, become a recluse, I guess, Mm -hmm. but pain is such a thief of joy and I refuse to let it always be this way yeah but I'm not gonna lie and sit here and pretend that it hasn't been hard and I guess people I've obviously a lot of y'all have probably seen that I've been struggling so if I'm quiet it usually probably means I'm in a lot of pain really busy with Bo um and I think like once you kind of get to the point where you're out of habit with posting about what you're doing every Mm -hmm. single day it gets easier not to post yeah but I'm not gonna lie I miss it I miss I miss the old me in the sense of just like being online all the time and having fun and and connecting with everybody. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying um I'm, to be consistent this year. I think that's my word of the year is consistency. Yeah. I still haven't done it. It's only March, but yeah. I'm like I've got to Plenty push myself. I need to push myself a little harder. And I'm at a better place now. I think with the pain management and um. Are you taking any medication? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I actually I love that. I'm not, and I think um 
I, like I said, in the past, I've had kidney stones before and I learned the hard way what pain medication makes me feel like. I'm not, I, I parent, I mean, I know this because I've, I have friends who've struggled with opioid mm-hmm. addiction and I mm-hmm. didn't realize how big of an epidemic that was. I had no idea because I'm, I react the complete opposite way, which thank God, because oh, I couldn't too. imagine. I get violently like sick. So sick. And I've tried it. They, I think they injected me with something when I had kidney stones because I kept throwing up and getting sick and the pain medication wasn't working. This was the first time I had an episode. So they didn't really know, like, I didn't know. I had no. never had that much pain med. And my body, I just realized right then and there, I will never be able to take anything but ibuprofen ever. Yeah. Like, that's, ever. <laughs> that's all I take. Whenever I had my oral surgery, they were like, here's your prescription for your opioid. And I was like out of it, but I, Seth said that I was like, I don't want that. You can tear it up. Like, yeah. I just. And people want to eat it like candy. I'm I like, know. how, why? I don't even like to take Advil or ibuprofen mm-hmm, unless I, I really like. Am. Same. I don't even take it every, like I, I only take it as needed, usually like after a wedding day or something, but uh-huh. I honestly just kind of, I like to know on a scale of, of one to 10 where my pain is at and, mm-hmm. and masking that with the pain medication. I don't want to do, I can't yeah. because then I will never know if I'm getting better. Yeah. And if I don't know if I'm feeling better, then I won't be happy. So like yeah. knowing if I feel better and I'm not taking anything, I, f- my joy is a little bit bigger. Yeah. So, um, I'm a little bit brighter. So that's, yeah, I, I can, I can proudly say I have not taken any medicine for this which is crazy it's really crazy it is crazy but but i've cried a lot a lot well i cry all the time and i'm not even (laughs) in pain so yeah but i i mean i've come a long way and i'm really proud of myself for that um someone had uh once said that like there's so much beauty and pain and people who like a a lot of people are struggling every day Mm -hmm. with something painful and so like i mean god was what you know he was here and he was in a lot of pain for us, you know, yeah. to, to be here. So I just feel like this is part of my story now and um, not something I ever in a million years thought would be a thing. Yeah. Like it just never was on my radar. But so you're helping other women too. Cause I mean, I know for me, Seth is always like, oh, if we did have kids, like, I just don't know if I could watch you go through that. Cause I just, the cramps that I get monthly mm-hmm. are already rough enough. Yeah. Um, Being so I, sucks. yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I always thought, oh, if I have a kid, I'm going to have to get an epidural. But seeing that, like just the thought of going through that, I would much rather deal with the pain that could come with having the child. Mm-hmm naturally than me in forever pain and so you you are helping people because it could happen to someone else well and it i mean i'm pretty sure my sister-in-law has like residual issues from an epidural you would be so surprised at how many people do struggle with back pain because of epidurals maybe mm-hmm. not to the extent i went through but they you know for months had like some people um i've connected with a lot of women through these babies groups i am on um that i'm in on facebook and women have said, oh, my gosh, like, my back's been hurting, and I haven't been able to figure out what the heck is going on. Yeah. I thought it was just from pushing a baby out, but I'm on, like, month eight, and I'm still, like, in so much pain. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I'm so depressed. I'm so this. And I'm like, I know. I get it. Like, let's talk. Like, yeah. I will sit here, and I will listen to you. Like, I've done it with a few women that I don't know at all, and they're just – it just feels so good to know that, like, I'm not the only one who's gone through it, and I hate that we're having to connect on a level of like this. Yeah. but. At the same time, it's just like, it's actually more common than you'd think. Not yeah. super common, don't get me wrong. Um, but like when I see people say, uh, should I get the epidural? Or like, and everyone's like, yes, it's the best thing ever. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I think 
that's what I thought too, mm-hmm. you know, like I, that's, yeah. that's why I got an epidural, you know, and it, bless, I'm so glad the people who have had epidurals, I'm so thankful that they had a good experience because, oh, yeah, for sure. and then I, someone said, are you jealous of them that, you know, I'm like, I wouldn't say I'm jealous. I'm like, I'm sad that I couldn't be in that, yeah. that group of girls, but, um, I, I'm, I'm so, I would not want anyone to go through what I went through. Nobody, yeah. nobody, uh, not even your worst enemy. No, no, my worst enemy. I would not. Mm-mm. Um, okay. So I guess we kind of touched on you being scared to have another Super scared. child. Yeah, I am. And I, I really need to, I feel like I'm now at a place where I can finally be like, okay, I really need to get to a place to where mm-hmm. I can. So I'm gearing up. I just need to find a good therapist of some sort. Yeah. Make some leeway in my budget to pay for that. Yeah. Um, and then, but I know that's going to have, that's going to be super important for me to do. Yeah. I think and maybe, I'm, again, I know nothing. When it comes to kids, I know nothing. <laughs> but like a doula or like a birthing yes. coach or someone who is yes. there with you. And they can kind of help monitor the things yes. that you don't necessarily I, know about. I'm someone who does well under pressure and I'm really good at, um, listening to coaches so Mm -hmm. I think that also goes back to the athletic thing when you're growing up Mm -hmm. is the coach is making you like I hated working out but my coach made me and I'm really glad they did yes so I think that my next go around I still need to do some more research but after like obviously it's been on my mind so I'm like what am I going to do next time is I'm looking into hypnobirthing which a lot of my friends have successfully so what is that it's like a breathing exercise oh like you breathe it's a certain way of breathing through the contractions Oh, wow. I know. It sounds like water or something. I don't think that one's water, but there are water um, births. Um, I know of a girl who has done it, and she said it was amazing. So I'm not against that 100%, but with the way my body is, I don't know if I don't want to not be in a hospital just because yeah. of how all the things I've been going through. Well, and I know some hospitals, I'm pretty sure, um, in Lubbock, um, they built a full birthing center that's off of the hospital. So if you want to do to do a water birth right near the hospital. That's cool. So I'm sure, I feel like in Austin, there's got to be something connected to. Oh, there's so many. To. And I've had a lot of friends say, hey, you should try this. And um, I'll probably definitely be changing, you know, yeah, I think I'm going to find like a whole new place to just I wouldn't a new even, fresh start. I wouldn't even go different back doctor, to that hospital. Different doctor. And that's the thing is that this hospital is like the most, it's like the number one hospital to, to deliver really? out here in Austin. Yeah. And I have like, the nurses were fine, like nice to me and everything. It just was, yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. I know. I'm I like, mean, that girl needs to like, I don't want her to lose her job, but I don't think she should be put, putting catheters in people's backs anymore. No, <laughs> but I would, I would never, you know, I would, I don't know. It just sucks. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. So I did want to talk to you about your alopecia. And bald headed <laughs> and the hair loss Mr. And... Clean. I'm gonna be like Mr. Clean in like a few years. So is <laughs> not really. I don't think so actually. What is the diagnosis for that? And so how did that all come it's about? It's so random and I'm still not a hundred percent convinced. Like I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I don't think I was misdiagnosed, but I feel like there's something to it that mm-hmm. I haven't figured out. And eventually I will. And hopefully yeah. I can get it under control. But I noted, I mean, obviously after you have a baby, you have postpartum heart, hair loss. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty fierce. I'm not going to lie. I looked, I looked like I had a tin head. Like it was real <laughs> bad. And usually you'll lose it like right around your uh, temple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that happened. I wasn't even devastated about that. I expected it. I was ready for it. I was going through a lot worse at the time. So that was yeah. like the least of my worries. And then as like the time kept going and kept going, I realized I'm like, I'm losing a lot of hair. Like what's going on? And honestly, my hair has always been pretty brittle and thin and everything. Mm -hmm. I've never had super thick hair. 
but I had probably had the healthiest set of, I've probably had the healthiest hair that I had had in a long, long time, despite the whole hair loss thing. Mm -hmm. And I know that your hair gets really pretty when you have, a, uh, you know, from the prenatal vitamins and all that. But um, I was feeling really good about it because it was very silky. There wasn't a lot of, uh, I hadn't colored it in years. So it was, I was feeling good. But then all of a sudden I started to notice it was thinning out and it was like a year and a half, a year after having Bo. And I was like, okay, this can't be postpartum hair loss anymore. And it was coming out in long strands. And so when I took a yeah. shower, I'd run my hand through and I would just kind of like go, okay, that's a lot of hair. And so I started, this is really gross, but I started to kind of collect it in a little corner of my shower just to kind of gauge how much I was losing. Cause yeah. I was looking at, I Googled it and there was like these pictures and it says, if you're losing this much hair, then you need to like go see a doctor. So I think the more I worried about it, the worse it was getting because I was paying so much attention to it. Yeah. And I'm, I know I've lost hair before. Everybody does. We lose like, uh, I think a hundred hairs a day or something. Oh, wow. say. It's something crazy like that, which you don't think about. No. And, and that sounds like you'd be bald, right? But um, anyway, to make this a short story, I went to the doctor because I was concerned and they did this little test in my head. They like took a chunk of my skull out or not my skull. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Scout. <laughs> That sounds so dramatic. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I always say skull, but I just mean my, my scalp, okay? But it, it looked like the size of a pencil eraser. So oh, gross wow. looking, yeah. So um, they took a chunk out. That hurt really bad. I did not realize that was going to hurt like it did. I just was Did like, they put numbing on there? I think, yeah, they put a shot in my head, but I just, it felt like they were digging into my head. Oh, like, it was yeah. so weird. It was so weird. It was the weirdest sensation. I never want to do that again. Um. So anyway, they sent it off and they came back and I got a voicemail on my phone and they said, uh, you know, you have androgenetic alopecia. And I thought, okay. So when I think alopecia, I think bald. Mm -hmm. And I, so I started Googling cause I, you know, you do that when your head yes. hurts, you Google it, you're dying, you know? So it's just like, um, and when you have anxiety, something's always wrong. Right. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to chill myself out and I'm like, okay, you're gonna be fine. So I go and I look into it and basically it just it's kind of like um female pattern baldness so you know how there's men out there who have the receding hairline and they, yeah. they get really thin on top that's kind of what it is but for women okay so um, i feel like my sister-in-law 100 percent has this really yeah yeah it happens a lot i mean your your hair naturally uh gets thinner as you age yeah but i'm only 33 and i'm like okay this is weird but believe it or not kind of like the epidural thing there's a lot of women out there struggling with it that you don't yeah. realize you're struggling with it and so but if you um happen to look at uh alopecia um areata i think is another term and i think that one is for um you'll get like patches just like one weird oh, bald yeah. patch on your head that just completely falls out and that's like the most common one that i feel like i think I've so seen. and stress usually does trigger that one okay. and um a lot of times like the hair will grow back but it's just like the stage that you're in you're like oh and like that has to suck yeah. but i feel like i wish that was me instead of what the androgenetic because there's no cure for that at and all and they're saying like your hair won't grow back with this um one? they say that it's, it's so there's really not like an actual answer to that some doctors will say no and some will say that you know to use rogaine and to take uh certain medications and i did the rogaine thing for a little while and i felt like it wasn't really helping so i kind of stopped mm -hmm. um i probably should start back up again um, I haven't really figured, honestly, I'm still in the middle of that journey. I haven't really figured it out, but it's yeah. still thinning. Uh, it, I think it's slowed down about just a little bit. And is I'm this scared all your natural hair This is all my natural hair right now. Okay. Um, and 
it's fried also. So like right before I was diagnosed with that, I had Gosh. I hadn't got my hair done in years. Twenty eighteen was a shitty year. It for was you. the shittiest year I've ever had. <laughs> it was the worst. <sighs> it's been a pretty shitty few years to be honest. Well, it's but like every time you post, I'm like, oh my it's gosh, depressing. like my heart. It, it it just makes me that's <sighs> I feel sad for you, and I don't want to like pity you, but I no, also don't. Just, like, don't. <laughs> just like gosh, this is awful like drew and i how can all these things happen to one person i well i know and i feel like if i ask myself that again something else will happen so i've really had to stop asking that but no but you're right i've been in that mental state but drew and i were joking the other day i said honestly i would unfollow me too if like because i was noticing i was like we're talking about instagram stuff i was like but i feel like everything i post is so negative because there's so much negativity or like something is always wrong with me it's like people probably have to think i'm the most dramatic person ever and it makes me nauseous thinking that but i'm like really no i am i will admit i'm a little dramatic but i'm also a female there's a little bit of that in everybody yeah but i'm just trying to be real and i was like i'm actually just telling the truth and it just sucks that this it's just it has felt like it's just been one thing after another after another I really haven't been able to catch a break but I just feel like um I've grown a lot a lot and I it was in areas I didn't really realize I needed growth in and I know that like I it's got to get better yeah it's got to get better Becca Uh, it's going to and gosh like (laughs) I feel like a hot freak I feel like uh what's that guy's name from the the uh, what's those movies the seven ring movie what's that I oh lord of the rings yeah lord of the rings Gollum. yes or is that Gollum. his name Gollum. yeah oh, or okay. Go- Go- yeah i think it's Gollum. i don't know i've never I seen those me neither movies. me neither i've only seen part <laughs> we of we trying to talk about stuff we <laughs> but i just I'm, I'm looking at that i'm thinking of that image yes, of his I hair like you posted that. i did i did that's exactly what i think <laughs> of i died laughing because oh. just your humor is hilarious <laughs> i have to, i feel like that's the only thing that that's my therapeutic way yeah. of getting through everything it's just a laugh because it's really it's either that or cry so yeah, yeah. i would do a little bit of both but oh i know it'll I, be okay it'll be okay and with people unfollowing you i think knowing i and all it took me meeting you for Aww. you know all of 30 minutes you know and of course we I'd were say at a only 30 minutes not the first minute <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying like a conversation and that I just knew that you were one hundred percent genuine, and Thank I know I've you. said that a thousand times, but that's why, like, when you post, I'm like, I'm listening because I know that, that you're not being dramatic. And Thank you. You're going through something, and you wouldn't share it if I know. You, it's sometimes you. I know for me, I almost and I hate this. I hate the generation or like whatever we're in with social media, but sometimes you need like someone else to just like talk with about certain things and mm-hmm. maybe people in your life can't help you or you know give you that advice so it's nice to jump to social media and it share is. those things it is and i am alone a lot so i, Me I too, mean when so. i jumped into entrepreneurship and started working for myself um i used to work in like an office atmosphere and i was forced to go to work even if i didn't want to get out of bed yeah how do you go to work but now it's like I work all the, I mean, I feel like you never stop working once you start no. working for yourself. It's just on all the time. And uh, the boundaries thing is really hard. But you are really lonely. You work from your own house and you have to force yourself to get out. Yes. And um, you always feel good when you do, but it's really easy to talk yourself out of not getting out of the yeah. house. Yeah. And so I think the first few years of that really was where I started to kind of like, okay, I'm not as outgoing as I guess I thought I was. And then, um, then you have a baby and then that's hard and then yeah. you have all this pain and then you're going through depression and anxiety and like chronic pain all this stuff and then all these other things and it's just like dude i don't even want to leave the house because i feel if i talk to someone they're gonna, gonna be gonna like whoa crazy. Yeah, yeah i do sound crazy sometimes no i, I don't do. think so because i 
I obviously I don't get part of what you're going through because I haven't <laughs> gone through it, but gosh, I get it. It's like, a lot. It's hard. I know. It's so hard. And when you bring in like depression and anxiety on top of you overthink everything, everything. And so seeing people would actually be more it would be more of a disservice you feel like to yourself to do that because then you'd have something else to like dissect and be like, yeah. Oh, I did I shouldn't have said this or Yes. They're gonna think I'm crazy and they I mean, honestly, a normal person out there with a normal functioning brain will look at someone like me and think we're crazy and hypochondriac or a hypochondriac or and I totally see that side. I do. Because mm-hmm. I do know people that do are like that. But I know who I am and I know inside of me that if you've known me for most of my life, I do freak out about things, but I also at the same time will say, I know I'm freaking out about yeah. this, but let me just say this. You're self-aware. Like, I'm very You're self-aware. Very. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. So let's take a little break from all of the, the dark, <laughs> the, dark. <laughs> the deep, dark the stuff. Dark and let's talk about you and Drew. Naked. <laughs> I love talking about him. It's my favorite thing. Oh, I've I become love. pretty crazy, as you can see. When <laughs> I love he fires me up. your love for him. And truly, like the fire like behind it. Every post that you have ever posted, it's like, you can just feel how much you love your husband. And also, yeah. like, I did some deep creeping and like <laughs> went over to his and like you can feel it the same like he hasn't posted in so long well, don't go look at his instagram Seth doesn't post either i told but, him you should just delete it babe you stopped a long time ago but if you know his life like his schedule but it he has in his like bio proud husband to yeah, shayla nelson he and is that, so proud he's oh so it just it makes me so happy he's my best um, best friend he's honestly this is so roll your eyes i don't care you can even make a ugh noise I, it's totally cool but he really is like the man of my dreams he really is yeah that's how i feel about seth he's I'm, so hot oh, the best. <laughs> like i literally like sometimes i'll just speak i'll kiss him and i'm like i can't believe that i get to kiss you forever yes oh my gosh like, i can't tell you how many times i've said that to seth <laughs> or how many times like i'll kiss him and i'm just cuddling him and I'll look up and I'm like this is my freaking husband yeah, it's like pretty cool. no one else got to marry him I got to marry him but, I still uh, don't know how I suckered him into it but oh, same <laughs> um, a friend of ours this weekend uh, we were at a wedding she was a guest and she goes she looks at Drew and I and we were having a conversation about I guess I don't even know it was just like us being married because we're about to celebrate 10 years here in like two weeks oh, which is so, so weird oh my gosh and we should be in Italy because that was the plan but Life happens. Yeah. So I'll have to make You'll, it up to me some other time. <laughs> you will get to Italy. I I'm hope sure. so. We've been, but I like I can't wait to go back. Yeah. But um, but you you know why we're not going to Italy because we have a big year ahead of us. Which yes. I'm not going to go into 100 percent detail, but just keep in mind we're going to have a good year this year. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good year. So we were having a conversation with a friend, and uh, she had just met him for the first time, but she's known him on social media since like my blogging days. And she's like, I can't believe I'm meeting Drew Drew Hot Pants. And I was like, Yes. And so um. We were having, I don't know, it was a fun conversation. She goes, so was Shaylin always like this? Like, when you first met her, has she always been this way? Like, real fun and happy. And he's like, yeah, she actually was. That's one of the first things that attracted me to her um, was just her personality. Like, she won me over immediately, just really fun going. And um, she goes, has she, but has she really always been this way? And he was like, actually, she's tamed it down a lot. And I really have. Like, I'm, I was so much more, like, spastic, I guess, and happier then, but. I, th- I guess you grow up and get a little bit more mature. Yeah, I, uh, I wouldn't even say that your happiness has fully gone away. It's just like being an adult. I, being a mom. Yeah. I'm just tired, I think, a lot, yeah. a lot of the time. But I think it's been good for him, too, because I don't know if he could put up with the old me forever. So <laughs> I, he's, I think he doesn't realize it, but he's brought me back down. Like He's kind of leveled me out a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. 
Okay, so someone asked how you two keep your fire going. We get naked every single day and we run around the I'm totally joking. <laughs> I was like, wow. I'm kind of joking. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm such an over, as you can see, I talk a lot. I'm an over communicator. I've always been that way. And I have, I don't know why, but I can't not say how I'm feeling if something's bothering me. So I've just yeah. been very like, hey, I'm feeling this way. Like I don't keep much inside. I've learned to be a little bit more selective, um, like with my battles, obviously, but I feel like we just over communicate and just get each other. Um, he's everything that I'm not. So he's super smart. (laughs) I'm actually not dumb, believe it or not, but I'm, I'm a, he's more technical, I guess. And I'm such a creative. He levels me out in that way. He's a, such a realist. I'm such a dreamer. Um, I'm very unrealistic actually a lot. Like I want things now. I want to figure it out. Like. And he's like, well, that's going to take a while, you know, stuff like that. So I feel like he just has this way of evening out our personalities. And I don't know. He just gets me. I get him. And he's just really not hard to look at 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 all. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like I'm so physically attracted to him. It's just it won't ever go away. Like he'll be wrinkly and pruny and I'll still want to like jump his bones. Well, that's the best. Oh, (laughs) Oh, so good. This is like. A little question and then a quote that I did get some from someone. Um, Wait, like for me? Yes. So do you two ever have fights? And they said, I feel like her marriage is such an inspiration, but also sometimes makes me feel bad about mine because y'all are so like. Okay. Whoever you are that said that, reach out to me after this. I don't care who you are. I'm not mad at you. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, We are. We get in fights. A lot, like yeah. way more than I think people think. Like we're very passionate people, and like we talked about this earlier, I have, I actually have a temper. Uh, I, I really do. It's not cute, and it's not something I'm proud of. Working on it daily, um, but no, I'm such a. I don't take time to think before I say something, so I react quickly when like whatever just it just comes out like spit like fire boom and um, a lot of times I'll say something hurtful and I don't mean anything by it. It's just my way of like. It's a defense mechanism. It totally and is. It's, I am totally. so exactly like that. <laughs> and that is something with Seth and I, like, and we always got told that too, like, in our relationship, people would be like, you're so sweet together. Like, you seem like you never fight. And I'm like, we do. We and when we do, like, I'm a bitch. <laughs> I, I can be too. I really am. And I, I feel bad for him sometimes because, yeah. but he also, another thing too, I'm sure if whoever asked this, like, Life is really stressful, and mm-hmm. um, we have a lot going on, obviously, as y'all know. And being parents, it's hard to manage and balance your time because yeah. you both want to be able to – like, he wants to go mow the yard, but I'm like, no, because I want to do this. Like, it's just one – so we have to be very um, organized, which is not really my style, but like, hey, what do we need to get done this weekend? Okay, so, like, we have to really be intentional with our time slots with yeah. stuff, and that's been kind of weird to navigate as being parents and who's taking care of Bo and whatnot, but – and with his job being away a lot, um, he's very stressed out with his job. Like, his job is very stressful. Yeah. And he'll take that out on me sometimes. Oh, my gosh. Seth does you the know, same thing. Finances, like Seth everything. And similar. Yeah. Like, I mean, just like the regular bills and stuff. Like, did you pay the bill? Did you? Like, little things. And we just, we don't have anyone else to take it out on right now. Yeah. Because we need therapy. We probably need some therapy. I think it would be good I, for us. I, I say this every time. Yeah. Everyone needs therapy. I think it's, I, I feel like if you tell me you're in therapy, you're the healthiest person yeah, probably absolutely. ever. Like, more so than anyone else around you. Yeah. So I'm totally a fan of it. Never experienced it. Totally have that in our future. But I'm like, but we're totally good too. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I'm not worried about us. I'm, yeah. I'm actually hopeful for a, like 
I don't know, but we've been in, we've been in a little bit harder season, I think the last few years, but we're still able to like get through. We've gotten through it totally fine. But yes, we argue a lot actually. Like we really do. We have little bickers and stupid stuff. Yeah. I always uh, tell Seth that I think if we're arguing, it means we still care. Absolutely. And I would rather have an argument absolutely. than be completely silent. Yeah, than to walk away and just be like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate that. I'm like, no, we got to talk about it now. Yeah. And then when I try to pull that, he'll be like, no, we're going to talk about it right now. It's yeah. Like but no, we fight actually a lot. Like, I th- really, I think it's pretty even the amount that we get along and that we fight. Yeah. Not bad fights, just stupid yeah. wife husband stuff of course yeah everyone has them <laughs> also so. lack of sleep will make you not a very fun oh person my to be around. gosh <laughs> you are not kidding even i mean we don't even have kids but whenever we have no. gone had sleep it is pre-babies rough. i was i remember it's still you're tired is tired yeah okay? it may be a little bit different in different areas of tired mm-hmm. but it's, you're still tired it's yeah still and especially sleep. stress from work on oh, top yeah. of being tired and then the only person you have to take it out on is your significant Absolutely. other. That's the, that's the crappy part about it is yeah. we do take, I think every couple can relate to that. I mean. But we're not perfect. Yeah. He looks perfect all the time. But we're, <laughs> we're not, we're not perfect at all. Ugh. I'm actually proud of that. I'm re- we're really not. So I just I don't want to get on Instagram and be like, hey, we're having a fight. Like, how do you. No, you no know? one wants to share but that. But I never want to be like, this is my highlight reel either. Yeah. But I get it. I'm glad they asked that. But you guys have such. I, I truly do think that your love is so beautiful and what you do share is so it, it is sweet and inspiring Thank to you. see. And so I love it. Thank so. you. But yeah, I think. It, and of course, I knew your answer was going to be, of course you fight. But yes, but we we really do, though. <laughs> We've had some heaters, man. Like, I really need to work on my temper. Like that, like we talked about that. We think mm-hmm. that comes from our upbringing with our childhood uh-huh. and how we yeah cope with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like we both, um, we were talking before the podcast in my kitchen. And we have a lot in common. A lot. It's kind of it's weird. weird. It's so weird. It's kind of scary. You're my sister, girl. We're friends yeah, forever. But for real. We um we were totally relating on the fact that our we our fathers really impacted the way that we deal with people yelling at yeah. us. Like my dad was very temperamental. Mine was yeah scary, really scary. Very scary. And mm-hmm. so when people yell at me, I literally would turn into like a, sh- a yeah, snail, just in a, shell. a recluse. Yeah, yeah, just like shut down like, completely. Bye. I had mm-hmm. one time I had a mother of a bride yell and curse at me. Um, at, at a wedding in front of me everyone too. for things that weren't my fault. Me too. Wait, why didn't we not talk about this earlier? I don't know. But I I had never I ever. I, I cried. cried. I went off and same, hid and cried. Same. Oh, my gosh. And what sucked is the reason why she was yelling at me was the planner's fault. But the planner told her that it was my fault. And then the planner oh, came no. up to me after and said, that's just business. This is what happens. Oh, gosh. And I was like. Oh. get me out of here and what sucks is like i can't even like look at that wedding and enjoy it oh, because no. all i think about is there was more to it but we won't bring all that into the podcast <laughs> i know i'm trying but, to be very careful right now <laughs> like, um, but, I, but i cried and I, the good news is is that there were um uh other like friends of the family and like bridesmaids and stuff they came up to me and they're like just so you know yeah it's her, it's just how she is yes the group it's not came you. up and i was like and thank put, you for saying that because i'm over here literally like beating myself up wanting to like yes. cry and leave like i didn't yes. know what to do i'd never felt so uncomfortable yeah the groom yeah. came up to me put his arm around me and said i'm so sorry like this is what we deal with a lot i'm so sorry and I was just like, oh, thank God. I feel God. like it's wedding vendors. It doesn't matter. It's just who's ever around at that particular moment. Like, we're mm-hmm. easy to blame, you know? But, like, we're yeah. doing – we really do our best job, Yeah, you know? we, we try to do <laughs> so whatever hard. we can. It's hard. It's it is hard. Because our job is 
people all the time. People and, pleasing. And it's not Making just our clients, good, but also everything. like people pleasing the vendors who we're working and with. And it's too. the highest stress and, day yeah, of their lives. Basically. It's a lot. It's a lot to handle. <laughs> oh, man. Thank okay. God we love our jobs. Yes. Oh, I, I wouldn't <laughs> trade it for anything. I wouldn't like, either. I love, I I love absolutely it. love it. And I love that it brought people like you into my life. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is what I love so much about. Greg, I don't sound emotional. <laughs> I'm really glad I'm not PMSing right now because I probably would have already been bawling. Oh, like girl, times. I am PMSing, but I cry all the time anyway. <laughs> I so do too. I'm it, so sensitive. It would happen no matter what. I get my feelings hurt all the time. Or like, I feel too hard. I feel too too much. Yes, I do too. <laughs> like Ugh. I saw a man the other day walking, and he obviously had some serious issues with walking, and he was homeless and. I just, like, I know I was about to start my period, but you guys, I was, like, I just started crying and was, like, get it together, and I was just trying to, like, look in my rearview mirror and see that he was okay. I gotta, just... I gotta tell a really quick story real fast. Me and Becca met, like, we met through, I think, like, photography world, like, online, uh-huh. but I met her officially in person um, at a workshop in Oregon, like, 20... 2014. 2014. It's almost wow. five years oh, ago. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. That's crazy. So in two more years, I say if you're like in someone's life for seven years, you'll be in their life forever. Oh. So we got two more years, girl. I love that. Best stand touch. Yes. But she, made, I was having a moment. There is, I was just, I don't know. I, I don't know how you describe it. I was having a moment. I was really upset about being, I was anxious, I guess. And Someone was very nice. Um, She comes up to me and she said, so she like basically saved the day. She just like. <laughs> loved on me and made everything better so I, w- I came home from that and I was in a weird place in my life go figure like when am I not in a weird place in my life <laughs> gosh living is hard <laughs> it, it is so hard but I was like oh my gosh sure you would not believe it but I was having a, an almost an anxiety attack I was just really upset and Becca came over and um like uh, he's like, who's Becca? I was like, well, it's her and her friend Ashley. Is like, they're photographers in Texas. Shout out to Ashley, Ashley. <laughs> Um, And I was like, they just hugged me and told me, you know, like, I was, everything's good. And they were just really sweet to me. And they really, like, encouraged me right there in that moment when I needed it the most. And he's like, I don't know them, but I like them. <laughs> so. Well, I just, I hate, one, seeing people be upset. And two, again, I just felt like you're such a true, oh, real person. Thank and you. so. I need I to get know. a, I've gotten a thicker skin, but I still need to like work on that muscle, like get some exercise yeah. in on that skin again. Cause yeah, it's hard. I mean, my skin, some days <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I've got a thick skin. And then other days I'm like, oh no, I'm so sensitive. <laughs> and people say stuff and I think they may mean absolutely nothing of what I think they mean, but I'm over <laughs> here like they said this and they, this is, uh, I just take things way out of proportion. The other day I did something and usually my first instinct would be to be sensitive to it and be upset. And instead I got mad sassy and Drew goes, that was so hot. <laughs> I was like, I'll work on being more like that for eBay. <laughs> He's like, it's just not like you to react that way, but that was really hot. And I was like, okay, thanks. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I know. Something, yeah. Little, little improvements. Another way to keep the fire. Bring for in some sure. Sass. Yes. <laughs> okay. So a lot of people... Well, I would say a few people were bringing up like your social media and how you are truly just so open and honest because it's so hard to get online and completely like share your heart Mm -hmm. and who you are. Um, And you did grow such a large following whenever way before like Instagram models. Um, It hasn't grown in a long time. I know, but you still have a lot. I've been stuck. Actually, I've gotten I've lost like. 
lots thousands of followers over the last like ever since i had a baby basically yeah Yeah. but but how do you do you feel like what do you think you did differently in terms of just like being yourself and watching that following grow as it did i guess i actually do have advice for this because i'm currently experiencing the like what do i like i've thought to myself what can i do to kind of like get going again and i think the key to it is consistency slash which I don't have right now. Like I'm so up and down. Like basically when I post, it's always dependent on my mood. So if that's any indication as to how life's been, it's a little Mm -hmm. up and down. But um, I think at the time I didn't overthink it. Like it wasn't, Instagram wasn't such a phenom. Like no one's, um, there was no power in it for people. It was just fun. And we were Mm -hmm. using it for connection authentically, like authentically, authentically, not marketing authentically, you know? Um, We talked about that before too. And so I just feel like, I didn't overthink it. And I just, um, I didn't feel like I had a lot of eyes on me, I guess. And yeah. it made me feel less pressure to say the right thing or do the right thing. And now I can see how it's kind of hard because you have a business too and you want to be taken professionally. Yeah. But you also want to just be yourself because um, one thing that's been encouraging for me is someone had once said like, I picked you as my photographer because I could work with any photographer because a lot of y'all's work kind of looks the same. And I'm like, yeah. it does. It really yeah. does. Um, we have really good taste, by the way. Like, film go go film um but she's like but all really at the end of the day it was like who do i want hanging out with me on my wedding day the most yeah i'm good they're gonna be with me all day long and i want someone that i enjoy to be around and yeah. i do i want this kind of personality do i want this kind of personality who do i feel most comfortable around because they're seeing i mean they're gonna be documenting this as organically as possible and um and they wanted someone like fun so they were like well you know when I thought fun and like easy going like I wanted to feel like my best friend was with me with her camera yeah. and I literally thought of you and that's why I want to work with you and I thought that's the biggest compliment that someone like me and the personality that I have um those words really fed the it fed my heart yeah. so I always try to think of that I'm like I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea if you don't like my cup of tea you have really bad taste, but yeah. no, but I, <laughs> I feel like, um, it's just important to try not to overthink it. Um, I'm also just, I've always been an open book. I'm the type of person who can't lie. So I'm the same. I if someone's like, lie. how are you doing? I want to say I'm fine, but really want to say, actually I've had the worst. I've had the weirdest day. So today I had <laughs> diarrhea and then I went down to the post office and this guy was so mean to, I just like, feel like my whole life is just telling a story i don't know i think that goes with photography we like to tell stories and so um i have to obviously not tell everyone what i'm doing every day but um (laughs) i feel like that was kind of what it all got started i felt like it was like blogging but live form and i feel like it's very therapeutic to share stuff online so um and also i've just made some of my best friends through blogging and so seeing that firsthand I'm just like I don't want to stop connecting with people on the internet I've like there's so many amazing women out there who are just like me or who just need you know I've, I can't tell you how many times people have just helped me in the smallest ways just making me laugh when I needed it just yeah. by like farting or like playing with their dog or something really cute or something not, farting's not cute but <laughs> you know just being themselves and being you know do you follow um one person I'm really loving following lately is uh, Heather uh mcmahon yes that oh. girl is the funniest i want her to be my best friend yes i want to be her friend i'm ah. always like sh- she's been on so many podcasts lately and yeah, if she pops up i will just listen she to popped it because up out of nowhere she like. is 
hilarious so funny she's so real <laughs> she's so and funny. she just got engaged and i'm like i want to just shoot I her wedding because i think she's wedding. the funniest person in the world i would cry if she yeah. shot if i shot her wedding I'm like, I'm we sure. just need to dm her and be like we I will know. team up and shoot your wedding and it will be amazing i know it would be freaking legit she is my favorite person she is she's so real and this is what i think it's like shaylin if because i've been struggling lately with getting online and being 100% myself like I'm overthinking mm-hmm. a little bit and um I think okay what would Heather do she don't give up no and you know that, that's something I told Seth <laughs> I was like this year I'm turning 30 and a big part of me being okay with getting braces <laughs> was me not giving up yeah fuck. high five like yeah. I, I will beat that out but I just <laughs> I'm like I don't want this year to be the year of me like <clears throat> worrying about people I'm gonna be 30 Same. years old I want to go into this and not care about what people think. And so yep. finding her on the internet is probably it's one so of the refreshing. best things that I could She's have ever so done. She's so funny. If y'all aren't following her, y'all are crazy. Yeah. And she loves French Bulldogs. And I have a French Bulldog. <laughs> and so I, I'm like, we would get along so well. And the fact that you love her and love I feel like her. you and I are just meant I to be friends. I love her. So my, I'm like, my, my girlfriends introduced me to her. I'm like, who is that? But then they're like, just go watch her Britney stories and you'll be Oh my hooked. gosh. Yes, that's what I watched. And then I watched her. Have you watched the Rent the Runway stuff? Yes. Oh my gosh. It's the best. Her, everything about her is just funny. And it, I don't, you know, like some people post stories and you think, oh, uh, like it's not really, it's kind of pointless to post. Like, yeah, you, know, you, yeah. you have to scroll through to get some good ones. So some days I have good stories. Sometimes they don't. Every time she posts a story, I'm like, this is going to be good. Like, yeah. I never I think it's going to be worse. I stories and exactly. I watch them at night. Exactly. That's a good idea. I think but. it's it's just the best way to end my night. I'm always cracking up. She's so I funny. Just, and I also love her because she is so real about like her body and oh, her yeah. size. And her she thick owns neck it. and her thin ankles. Yeah, she always talks <laughs> about her thick neck and her thin ankles. And I have a thick neck and thin ankles. And I'm like, yes. Like, I just, I need someone, like, advocating for us thick-necked girls out there, and she's doing it, and I, I love her so much. I, I think that's just, I think that's the lesson to take away from it, is just to, if you feel weird posting it because you think it's too much, too real, post it, because yeah. there's, we're getting more joy out of that than I yeah. think people. And I've, that's something I've always been so scared to share who I am on my business page, but I'm like, it's my Instagram at the totally. end of the day, and not to like toot my own horn, but I have grown my business to a point where I don't have to book off of Instagram. Right, same. And for the most part, a lot of the Instagram, not all of them, some of y'all came to me from Instagram and it's great, but a lot that I'm getting now, mm-hmm. the their budgets don't work with the price point that I'm at. So right. I would rather my Instagram be for me right. and just enjoy it. And if that means losing like several followers you're, a day whatever you're going but you're going to be uh, attracting your ideal client that yeah. way though like yeah. i've worked with more people who are like me that it's made my job more fun like i look forward to like yeah hurrying it like i want to do the i mean i always do my best but like i just the whole experience is just so much better yes. when they get you and you get them and, and just, i had one bride tell me one time she was like i loved you and i booked your work because i loved your work so much but had i known what an amazing personality you had, I would have like, there would have been no question in my mind about booking you. Right. And so like, it's good to hear like, yeah, I have a good personality, but Mm -hmm. I've always, I get such stage fright with trying to like share who I am. And I have such insecurities about the way I look. We all do though. And so it's so hard to share those things online. So I I do love that about you because like you could be having a bad hair day. You'll get on there and let your bangs do like something about me. They're like surfing in the USA bangs. (laughs) (laughs) And you just, you're so real and you're so, so honest. Um, Something that, well, one question, someone said, how did you 
book clients without one having a website oh my god and who two, said like, that <laughs> it was ashley oh my gosh and, and very rarely posting wedding stuff like looking back yeah you did I, you you always post a lot of behind the scenes yeah and stuff. I, I feel like i do most i feel like my stories are where i post the most obviously yeah. um i don't know <laughs> i i tr- i i the answer is you were you yeah and they- i think it was from like i think i had um was well, this wasn't planned on purpose but my blogging days and connecting with a lot of women that way um i think people getting to know me first mm-hmm. as a person and then they supported me in my business and then friends of friends like i just have a really great I guess I guess I just got very fortunate with the people who um, found me somehow in the world and then have just connected me with their friends or people they knew. Yeah. And it just kind of word of mouth was like my biggest thing yeah. for a long time. But there was a point where I finally got to the like right around the baby time. I was like, I need a website. I can tell that yeah. things are dropping off. I haven't been posted on Instagram. And I told you, I was like, if I post on Instagram like I used to, which I would love to do, but. He's not home very much, so when he is home, I try not to be on my phone so much. Yeah, you want to spend time so with him. So his job, his job is to blame for a lot of it, guys. So if we could help him find, you know, something that doesn't take him away from me all the time, that'd yeah. be cool. But um, he, yeah, that's basically, I would say that would be my answer is that word of mouth was my biggest go-to for the longest time, thankfully. Yeah. But. Uh. I know. It was pretty wild. I was I was like, this isn't going to last forever. There's no way. Well, it's pretty incredible. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so something just going back to like the honesty, you recently posted uh, as part of the Imperfect Bosses yes. thing. And what you wrote, like I seriously like sat and cried, but I'm going to read. I cried what... so much that day. I was all emotional. Yeah. So I'm going to read just what she posted as far as like the picture. And she wrote, I struggle with anxiety and depression. I had an anxiety attack last week and could not physically move for hours. I live with chronic back pain every single day. I play small because I am too chicken to be brave. I fear I will die of my dreams. Sorry. (laughs) I will die with all of my dreams and hidden potential locked inside of me. I ate an uncrustable PB&J sandwich for (laughs) lunch today. And then the last thing is like, what seriously oh it just made me cry and it makes me want to cry just reading it but she said i feel like i'm trapped inside a glass box drowning in water i keep waiting for someone to rescue me or for the glass to break itself deep down i know i could break it myself to set me free and oh gosh Mm -hmm. (laughs) like and then of course you just wrote such an honest and open caption but just sharing that like to me it just meant a lot because the the year that Seth and I got married, I really, and I think I talked about this on another episode, but I really struggled with depression and didn't go to a doctor and didn't get formally diagnosed. But it was like, I felt like I couldn't share anything with anyone. They would look at me like I yeah. was a crazy person. You and feel even, shame. You feel shame. Even whenever I mentioned it to, you know, just like people in passing or um, just saying like, yeah, it was... 2016 or when we get married 2015 uh was a great year for me but you know I really struggled with depression they would kind of be like oh and then you know just like walk away and I remember I was supposed to go on this trip to help my friend shoot a wedding and I just was like I can't afford to go I can't like I just can't go on this trip with you and I was gonna be shooting a wedding with her Mm -hmm. but I was like I just can't do it and I didn't tell her for months and she's one of my best friends Mm -hmm. that I was struggling with that. And she was like, why didn't you just tell me what was going on? And I know it's so much more like open and people share that, but 
I don't know, just like you sharing what you did and just mm. the pure honesty, especially after everything you've been going through. Yeah. I think it was needed. And there were so many amazing comments and so many so people saying like, I'm nice. in tears. Like yeah. I needed to read this. Like it was really incredible. I, I was crying because so many people have messaged me just not even on the comment section, just through messages. And you're like, I couldn't even write on the comments because I had too much to type. But um, there are so many people struggling with mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some people are like maybe even rolling their eyes to the whole term of mental health because they're thinking, all right, like everyone throws around the term depression and anxiety. Yes, and it's kind yes. of different for everybody. Yes. Um, but it's it's not a good place. It's dark. And it's something you really can't describe unless you've been through mm-hmm. it. Because if you never experienced it, you'll yeah. never be yeah. able to relate or get on our level or just be empathetic to us, you yeah. know? And so they people just look at us like, well, just get out of the house. Like, be happy. Like, you can force yourself to be happy. I'm like, it's more di- it's more complicated yeah. and complex than that. And trust me, I've said that to myself. Just be happy. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. But um, it just takes a lot of work to get to a better place. And I'm, I'm still in the process. I've come a long way, though. So yeah. that's, that's so good. So with that, with your posts, like, what <clears throat> made you finally decide? Because you said you kind of struggled with wanting to post that. Yeah. I think people kind of knew. I think people have known. Especially mm-hmm. if you've known me on a personal level, like, you know. Um, but online I'm, it's there I don't really think it's a secret if you've been following me for a long time because I've kind of dropped off a lot yeah and I'll have people like sweethearts just check in and say hey I don't say this in a mean way I swear but I like notice you don't post a lot and I miss you I just want to check yeah. in on you and I think that's like that would make my day I'm like yeah. thank you so that's much because so you want to talk to people but you don't want to bog people down with your problems and sometimes people just don't really have the you know, capacity in their, like they don't, they have their own problems. They yes. don't really, yeah. um, they may listen to you, but they may not actually be able to help you or you don't want to, you know, bring negativity into their day just because yeah. you're having a hard time. So I always feel like I'm inconveniencing someone when I talk to them about it. I always feel like I'm inconveniencing someone in every part of my life. Me so. too. I, what is wrong with that? I don't know. <laughs> I think Shannon and I have realized that we have a lot in common, so. but we also have a lot of issues. <laughs> Dude, we need to go get like we need to go. <laughs> need to call therapist and have them come up yeah. here right now. This has been uh, your hotline for Shaylin and Becca need therapy. Hey, there's no shame in it. I'm actually no. not ashamed, but I think that day I was. I'm not gonna lie. I when the girl who does that campaign, Ashley, she reached out to me. I was having a good day, and I was like, "Yeah, definitely, I totally love to do it." Didn't yeah. have any like, I didn't have any plans for what I was going to say or anything. I was like, "I'll figure something out." There's always something going on in my life for me to post about. So, like you said earlier, I work, I guess, better under pressure, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't want to post. I waited for a while to post, and I kept waiting for that spark to keep. Because sometimes I get the little like, "Okay, I'm going to post now," like yeah. that little excitement in my body. I could not find it, and I was like, "What am I going to post?" I was in my PJs all day. I hadn't brushed my teeth. I was emotional. I had something I was going through that day. Just not on the page to post. Even though I was in every state available to be vulnerable, I did not feel like posting. I almost, I almost didn't post. And I was supposed to have been posting the two days before that. And I didn't because I was depressed. Like I could not make myself post. And I was like, I have to post today. So I sat here right where you're sitting and I just wrote out what I was feeling on my heart at that moment. And honestly, I could have kept writing and writing and writing. Yeah. I, like, I got to well, stop. You, you did add more in your caption. Yeah, I did. I, yeah. And I was like, this could have been pages long. And anyway, 
long story short there I just was like okay here it is I have to post so it was the pressure of posting because I didn't want to not be true to my word which I've been pretty lenient on myself which has not been a good thing so yeah. I was like, all right so I did and I'm really glad I did because it was awesome like yeah. I made some really really good connections there and had some really great conversations with some really really cool people so yeah I really feel like you touched a lot of people and things really I know I just loved it I feel so depressing you guys no this is but hopefully in like a few years I'll be looking back at this saying oh that time my life was so dark it was so crappy but now look at me so I'm looking forward to brighter happier days Mm -hmm. I have to I'm like so ready to kind of get my my groove back how Shay got her groove back (laughs) Screw you, Stella. It's all about me now. It's all about Shay. Okay, so someone wanted to know when are you going to start blogging again? I have plans for it, and I'm really bad about saying I want to do things and then not following through. So, yeah. like I said, consistency is my biggest goal this yeah. year. Um, I'm really hoping soon because I have a, I have so many things I want to share. Like I keep saying I'm going to do this crown braid tutorial, and I haven't done it. I just and need to do it. Your crown braids are so good. Thank you. And I'm like I've never I didn't create the crown braid, but I can show you how I do it. So yeah. that's I have like a whole list of things, and I promise you, if I put the pressure on myself, you just need to literally it. put it in your calendar. So yeah. for the podcast, I was like, I I've, I've been wanting to do one for like two or three years, and I was like, I'm oh no, just gotta like, do it. Just, start, I was so scared, start. and then I just. Uh, you know Hannah Haston. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so she was like, what day do you want to launch it? And I'll make sure that I keep you accountable. And I was Good. like, oh my gosh, that's so great. So then I just put it in my calendar and said, you will launch this so day. Important. And I launched like three days High five again. That. That's good. So I need that. I, need, that. I think I need a really good accountability partner. Oh, I Drew can. I'll, he's, he loves me, so it's husbands. hard. Yeah, it's one of those like, babe, you should do this. But he's got his own stuff going on too. So it's like. No. Yeah. Uh, I think it's so good to have someone who's like outside of like your Mm -hmm. close inner circle. Who's blunt and like not like me and doesn't empathize. You're like, nope, just get it done. That's true. (laughs) I would totally empathize. Um, Okay. Someone wanted to know an update on your old love book. I'm so glad someone asked about that. I felt it was Jenna. Jenna McElroy. I love her. Congrats to your new baby, I Jenna. Know, she's so cute. I know. And the she's name like, Maverick is so good. She's like the most dainty little. Precious. Jenna, you're going to have to name my next baby. Yeah. She's got the best names I know. for babies. Her boys have really great names, They make too. really pretty babies. Okay, I anyway. Know. I love you, Jenna. So I'm glad you asked. I um, So I recently have... Oh, there's so many little things. I know that this has been the longest podcast ever, but it's going to happen. I have felt so much shame because I haven't made any pro like or hadn't made any progress on it because of A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Mm-hmm. And um, I kept thinking, well, if I haven't done it by now, that's embarrassing. I probably just shouldn't do it anyway. So there was like a little, there's a few months where I was like, I'm probably just going to have to let that dream go to the wayside. But it never felt right feeling that or saying that. I yeah. was like, but it's still kicking at me. So um, I have on my calendar a little game plan for the year. I don't know when it's going to be done, but I definitely have three couples in it now, which has oh, been great. I love that. Um, and uh, some of the photos have been picked up for a production, uh, which is so weird. This is so weird. It's so freaking incredible. <laughs> so sorry, I keep coughing. But there's a feature film that asked to use my grandparents' photos in it. And I was like, yeah, for, for sure. But before that, I had thought that it was like, I had actually ignored the emails for a while because I thought it was just some random junk mail that kept yeah. popping up. And I'm really bad at checking emails sometimes. I really am. And so I was like, what is that? So I was like, fine, I'll check it. And so then I realized 
oh I said well maybe it's just like a little short film here in Austin just like independent tiny film yeah. which was still cool and I was like okay and then they gave me the name of the movie and I like googled it just to see and it came up as like upcoming feature film and it had all of these like actual real movie stars in it and I was like wait this is not the same thing is it more research and I was like oh this is actually like a legit thing so I've been emailing back and forth with the producers and stuff and then they ended up asking me for more photos of other old couples so they're going to be Love putting the pictures that. in the end of the movie credits which is really really cool and there's also something else that might be coming pretty soon, but I can't announce it yet with the same whole thing. Our final segment, we're nearing the end, which is awesome. Everyone's like, about time. This thing's so long. If you guys have made it to the end, then you are just some real MVPs. Because, oh, the best. I mean, but I would have made it to the end. Because I feel I like there would be like 10 people who will listen to the whole thing, but they're, those are my, those are my peeps. Yeah. Well, I, you have been so open and honest and just real. And uh-huh. I, that's the biggest thing is like, Lindsay was super open and honest about everything, and so many people loved it and listened. Oh, okay. and so they're going to want to hear. I, I'm again, I'm not a mom, but people love the moms. <laughs> Motherhood, it's no joke. It's such a trip. It's, it's wild. I yeah. can't, I mean, there's really no way to describe it. It's different for everyone, but I think everyone can generalize it and agree that it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Great, but hard. Oh, my goodness. We are going to do a new segment that I want to call Bitching with Becca. (laughs) Bitching with Becca. Can I I do? Hey, not that one, but can I work on trying to do like an intro? Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Bitching with Becca. Bitching with Becca. Bitchin Becca. This is so freaking stupid. Oh my don't oh judge my me for that. God. I need a, I need some food in my belly. No, that was the best thing ever. And <laughs> yes, I'm getting Becca. super hungry too. Okay, so I guess I'll go first with the thing I wanted to bitch about. I have recently been trying to watch Game of Thrones. My husband has loved it and watched it since <laughs> I don't know, it came out like seven years ago. But I'm just now on season two and I cannot get past all of the incest and all of like the disgusting, like, decapitations and every It's its a lot to handle, but mainly it's the incest. Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, don't listen oh, to this yeah. next part. But there, is it the first season? The first season. The, the dad dies so violently, and it was just, like, what episode? Was it the first episode? It was the third, last episode. Last episode? Third episode? I don't forget, but it oh. was... Was it third episode? When the dad dies? Yeah. It it's the at the very end. Anyway, yeah. I wasn't ready for it. Uh-uh. Not cool. I didn't think he was actually going to die. I didn't. Either. I was just, I mean, I know that that's what the producer dudes like yeah. thrive on now is the oh, unexpected. Yeah. You can't it. fall in love with the character on that show no. because they die. No. Um, but I'm not even going to say spoiler alert because at this point. You should know. You should know. You the, should know. The show came out like seven or eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I had tried to watch it a few years ago and like the second or third episode a brother and sister are like having sex and then they push a kid out of a castle window <laughs> because he sees them and then the kid's paralyzed and I'm like oh I know that was sad it's awful yeah. and I'm like all because a brother and sister wouldn't have sex and they have a bunch of kids you know it's what's what's sad is that that disgusting. stuff really did happen I know it's I just know. it's disgusting and it's I a, guess it's a good show it's very well it is, done it is really good I'm enjoying it but you have it. to be ready for it it's yeah. not normal yeah <laughs> okay. it's definitely not normal whoever created it and wrote it they have some sick minds <laughs> but yeah th- i guess that's my what i'm a, bitching about today yeah, i have because, a love-hate relationship with that show for sure oh uh, it is it's hard to watch but i also am like oh i want to keep up with the storyline yeah. but 
Yeah. There's some weird things that go on on there. Like last night, some witch had like some demon baby thing fly out of her vagina. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> strange so i don't know if i'm gonna catch up before the new season comes out it may take me another year just to make it through but okay what do you have to bitch about i let's see oh gosh i would say well besides the ice cream machine always being broken as mcdonald's in my house it's because i don't want to clean out the machine there's someone else i think i felt someone i like watch on youtube they but do it they, on purpose they say that their I ice know cream it's machine working. is always broken i know it's working they're That's just lazy crazy. and they don't want to do their job and they don't want to clean it up like i mean if that was my job and someone wanted a, a shake or something like how many times have we done something that's our job that we didn't want to do but we had to yeah. do it because it was our job like that drives me crazy i don't know i guess it's just like little things that are stupid but like i cannot stand it makes me sad, and actually, I think that's what gives me anxiety with every profession is that everyone's always trying to find, like, shortcuts to do their jobs, which oh, I no. get. We get burned out. I know it sucks doing it the right way, but, like, all those corners being cut are, like, screwing everybody over. Yes. Everyone. Like, we're not doing our jobs right. It's driving me nuts. I don't know. That's just a vague thing, but I just had some no. little things recently happen. Like, everything's always wrong with like orders or like I call and someone's just like, okay, we'll do this. And then you, and then they don't do it. And then you call back and it's just like everything. If we just did our jobs, we wouldn't have as many, like, I think we'd have a lot happier, you know, just a happier world. Well, so earlier (laughs) we talked about you and I both like our tempers. Uh, The one thing that will put me in the most foul mood is if I order food from somewhere and it is wrong. Like, uh, I am never someone who's going to be mean to an employee or anything, but uh, I'm just like, I'm not going to eat it. I'm I'm just so annoyed. It's usually, like, obviously with takeout. Right. But you should be eating healthier. Exactly. Like, Like, jokes on us. But I'm on the road. It's happened to me a lot, too, though. I I think, I promise I'm not exaggerating. The last three orders like recently have been wrong and i haven't thrown a fit or anything but i just think gosh like why is this so hard sometimes yeah, i get a mistake every now and then three times in a row well there's like this really delicious like burrito place in where we live and i went through and ordered one time and they got the order completely wrong and i i make sure that i'm very clear and i try not to sound mean because i got told one time by a friend that i sound very mean whenever i order but <laughs> it's because i'm trying to like enunciate and make sure things are right and <laughs> Everything was wrong. And it's because the whole time she was interrupting me and not even listening to what I wanted to order. And then just the whole meal was wrong. And I'm just like, how hard is it to take two seconds to just listen? Just listen. I know. Everyone really looks miserable at their jobs. Mm-hmm. Like the doctor's offices, the front oh, desk people, the people working in restaurants. My gynecologist. No, I'm not kidding. It could be like the rude. Ba- bankers. Everyone looks miserable. Oh, yeah. makes, I'm like, it's sad. It is sad. Why do we hate our lives so much? Oh, people need to be happier. We're going to end this. Speaking on a- to ourselves here. <laughs> right. We're going to end this on a happy note yes. because people need to be happy. So tell me something that is like your favorite thing right now. Favorite thing right now besides Heather McMahon. Oh, yeah. Favorite. She's uh, for sure a favorite she's person. She's definitely one of my favorites. I can't believe I, I just still can't believe I didn't know who she was. I know, but I feel like she's just now a thing. Yeah, she's, well, from the podcast that I listened to her on, she said that the Britney 911 is like what helped her blow up. Oh, it was amazing. And she just, yeah. She's cool. I love her. I like following um, another girl. I follow average fashion blogger. She cracks me up too. Oh, so funny. I'm going to have to look her up. She's really funny. I like her. Um, Favorite thing. I don't know. What's yours? Let me think. So right now for me, favorite things. Um... 
I'm going to say my skincare line or oh, like regimen. Good. I'll talk about that. It one. has been. So I have always had super oily skin and very blemish prone and I get dark spots like super easy after I have a blemish. And that's just because, you know, I've got a tan and um, that's just what happens when I rear a little bit darker. But I have been just recently using the Ole or Ula. I don't know. It's like Ole Henriksen. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, it's like German or something. I have some so like vitamin C serum from them, yeah, I think. It's, it's like a fancier name, but I'm just going to say Ole Henriksen. But I use their balance line to like cleanse and tone and everything in the morning. And then at night I use the cleanser and the toner. And then I've been using like the drunk elephant like glycolic mm. serum with Your skin the... looks awesome, by the way. Thank you. It usually is very bumpy and just bad. And... Remind me to show you my my acne and like what like oh, when we I get need, off of this. I need to show you mine. Some too. Good stuff, girl. Um and then I use the old Henriksen, like their good night glow cream. That has been a game changer for really? me. I like to get some. My skin is so much smoother. It smells delicious. Mm. I, I love how it smells. And it, that's important. Yeah. It really makes <laughs> You don't want to smell like a hospital stale old yeah. man room or something. I feel and like some of that stuff smells bad. I'm so weird about smells. And nursing it, home. It smells like care. a nursing home. Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't care if it will like, you know, make me a million dollars. Like if it smells bad, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> so I absolutely love it, love it, love it. And people have been... Whenever I posted a video yesterday and I got so many like messages saying your skin is glowing. It really I was like, does look good. I'm not even, I wasn't that. even using a filter. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like, thank you. Hashtag so, no filter. Yeah, I was very <laughs> proud. So that's what I've been loving my skincare recently. Such a like bougie first I, world thing. I can relate but... to that because I've had quite the skin stuff. Oh, go figure. But no, I have. <laughs> but I've been using um, SkinCeuticals line. It's like this. Okay, uh, I hear lots of amazing. good things. I and really I'm not try someone who stuff. just says, oh, this is so good. But like it's it really worked for me. And yeah. it was awesome. It's a, I forget the actual name of it. It sounds serious. But it's a, the unclogging just face wash. It's like wow. in a little... I'll try to, I guess I could um, maybe send a picture of it to you to post whenever you do yeah. the podcast. Oh, yeah. I'll post everything. <clears throat> but there's also this, cha- I'm not even a big chapstick girl. You think I would, I mean, most girls I feel like are. Oh, my gosh. But I my am. lips have been really dry and really chapped. And um, I found this, like, little tube called Copara. Oh, Copari? Yeah, or Copari? Yeah, yes. that's it. And it's pink and it's little, it's white. And it is, it is like, oh, so good. It's so good. And it has like coconut Yes. Stuff. Do yes. you have it? Do you know? No, but their products are all like coconut Oh my gosh, y'all. Very... It tastes good. It's just, it's makes your lips look mm, kissable. Like they're, they look good. Oh, that's Not good. Kylie Jenner good, but almost. Well, okay, I'll <laughs> take it. And I'm not sponsored by them, but if you no. want to sponsor your girl, you can call it's her good. out. It's good stuff. No. I, I love anything with coconut. I am addicted it. to it, and I never, ever use chapstick or lips. I mean, I'll wear lipstick, but yeah. I usually don't put stuff on my lips, and yeah. that stuff's good. Oh, well, good. Okay, so... I want you to just go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you. So that you can way. find me naked in my bed. <laughs> I don't know why I always say I like to be naked. Like it's the first thing I always it's say. It's my favorite naked. thing to do. Everybody get naked. I've said that to like groomsmen and bridesmaids before and they're either loving it or they're looking at me like cricket style. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, that was awkward. I Not the right crowd for that. <laughs> and then I feel awkward. And my assistant is the, the only one who laughs and I'm like, oh God. Drew will, Drew will give me pity laugh a lot. I'm like, man, like you just, sometimes you think you're reading a crowd right and you're not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> story of my life (laughs) just kidding always just like just kidding yeah me too awkward turtle um no you can find me 
on Instagram, Insta, Instagram at Shaylin Nelson. And a lot of people misspell my name, but it's S-H-A-L-Y-N. Spelled like Shaylin, but said like Shaylin. <laughs> a lot of people like to put the Y after the A. Um, and then uh, on Facebook, just love the Nelsons. Or you can find me on my personal page. I always love making new friends. And um, you can find me at my house. Or you can find me at H-E-B. <laughs> she lives at. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, yeah. come hang out with me. I swear, I really like making friends it's kind of a disease i really it's annoying how many times i like to make friends so well i love that thanks for having me becca you're welcome i had so much fun this was only this is so long i'm looking at your thing going like whoa it's okay but it's 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 very true to who i am yeah no i love i love that it went long and i love long podcasts so (laughs) for me i think it's great okay good oh yeah so guys be sure to follow shaylin because she whenever she posts it it's worth reading and listening to and she's hilarious so whenever you catch her on her good days because she's going to be having so many more (laughs) the rest of this year seriously y'all will make me have a good day if y'all just i don't even like to say follow but just come quote unquote hang Hang out out. with me but if you click the follow button that's cool too yeah that's always (laughs) great and you guys can always find her thing podcast at her thing podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and then there is a website, herthingpodcast.com. It's just got updates, and that's where I'll probably put all of the info on skincare and things that we talked about. I'm so proud so, of you. Thank I'm so you. glad you're doing it. You're making oh. me want to actually just, just got to do it. Yeah. And that's what it. I told. I was like, I just have to do it. I'm proud. So. You can do it. <laughs> a lot of boy reference right oh, there. I love that movie. But I love all you. Right. I'm really, really happy for I you. love you. I'm so happy that you did Thank this, you. though. Oh. Now we're going to go make out. You guys have fun. Yeah, probably going to stuff our faces. But thank you guys so much, and I can't wait for you to listen again. Soon.